Hello, welcome back to the Underappreciated Movie Podcast, where four friends discuss movies that they love that nobody else does. Hello. I just want to update everybody that Audra has downloaded Podcast Addict just so she can see John's little description blurbs. Because oh. when she tries listening through SoundCloud, they don't show up no matter what she does. It's a lot of pressure. Because that's where we put them in. I know. <laughs> but she's weird. now listening through a different podcast just at one time. Yes, yes. Just so she can read those. Because it bothered like her that pressure. much. That she couldn't read them. I liked it better when no one noticed. I did because then text. I would just put whatever I thought came to mind. Now I have to put some thought into it. I did tell her I well, could I just a, text I did her a picture of it every got, week. I got tired of doing it after a while. <laughs> no one was doing it. I did it for like the first like hundred or something, and then I stopped. Did you talk to Will? About? Is he calling? About He'll call in a minute. Calling. Oh no! I just assumed he'd call us while I was podcasting because oh, okay. that's what he does. All right. Sorry. Oh, Sorry. I love that this is just our opening now. I'm Elaine. I'm Carly. John. Tony. Each of us has picked a specific movie genre. I have horror thriller. I have science fiction fantasy. I have drama and romance. I have action adventure. Normally we take turns picking movies that are underrated for the podcast, but not this time. Why not? This is still underrated. I saw is that it? Metascore, yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, it's Christian Bale, so. And I didn't want to make it. This, this is one of those movies that I think we could have done at any time. Really? Yes. I could have done it, or John could have done it, really, at any time. Okay. I mean, like, at any time. But, anyway, but this is a special one. It is... It's my birthday! Oh, no. <laughs> the happiest occasion. I feel like this <laughs> sends the wrong tone right off the bat. Well, this is Tony's birthday pick. It yes. is. But, um, Tony? <laughs> like, well, I, I, I step that every time. Like, yeah, yeah, you talk about it. Well, also, um... I, I don't know what John was going to pick for my birthday, but... Uh, Commando. Well, really? Okay. Yeah. Whoa. Well, cool ass. <laughs> but a friend of... Because it's a thriller. A friend of ours, mostly me, uh, passed away very suddenly recently, and this was this was one of his favorite movies. He made me watch it more times than I care to admit, and John said he would do it for the podcast, so as a tribute to him, so that was cool. Well, and he was a good dude. I like him. Okay. I told Tony he should get Will's thoughts... Because he's a very good friend of Will's as well. But we're just hoping Will calls and then he'll let us oh. know. <laughs> he's not going to call now. You can I send know. him a text and be like, hey man, uh, give this your thoughts. what I do delivery. to Audra. I say, hey, do you have thoughts on this movie? <laughs> Tell him he's got about an she hour has thoughts, to get that And to sometimes yeah, she has right. no thoughts. Which so. means he'll call in about five minutes. Be like, hey, yeah. dog trash, dog trash. Be like, you're early, dude. Call back in an hour and hang on. All right, anyway. <laughs> uh, so this is 2002's Equilibrium. Mm-hmm. This is in an oppressive future where all forms of feelings are illegal. A man in charge of enforcing law rises to overthrow the system and the state. Uh-huh. And hilarity ensues? No. <laughs> no. No. I'm surprised that this movie isn't a little bit of a horror movie. Uh, this was d- directed by Kurt uh, Wimmer. Also written by Kurt Wimmer. Uh-huh. And the creator of Gunkata. Yes, mm-hmm. and so the, some of the other things that you may have seen him in, um, so Kurt here directed Solara, mm-hmm. Children of the Corn 2020. Oh, I didn't even okay. know they had one. Yeah, I didn't know they no, Nobody that. wants that. Ultraviolet. Which is the, good uh, or awful. Oh. I don't know. It's hard to say. There's one an interesting story bastard. there. I just don't know if they told it. <laughs> now let's but here no, so shit put your shit on receipt for a second listen to these fucking writer credits okay uh-huh. we're gonna start from the bottom here and we're gonna ignore the ones that I don't care about 
All right, now, so after he did the, the screenplay for Thomas uh-huh. Crown Affair. Yeah, I know. It's like, holy shit. He's written a ton of really good stuff. As Tony would say, cool ass. Cool ass. There's a ton of good stuff on there. Uh, the Recruit. Uh-huh. Ultraviolet, I said. Street Kings, which is a really weird movie if you ever get a chance to check that out. That. Uh, Law Abiding Citizen, Salt, and then he did two stinkers back-to-back, Total Recall and Point Break remakes. Well, Salt is That Total terrible. Recall remake is... There's no fucking... There's no mutants. No mutants, no more. I'm like, isn't that the whole look, movie? <laughs> it would have been fine if it, they didn't call it Total Recall because it had nothing to do it's with it. It's like Ocean's 8. It's a good movie. Yeah. It's just not what it said it was. And he also... Uh, he's writing the TV movie Salt. I'm like, does that really need another one? No, that movie terrible. was surprisingly good, though. No, it wasn't. It was yes, it was. Terrible. It would have been way better if it wasn't starring Angelina Jolie. As we know, everything that has her in it would be way better without her. But Bel- that movie surprisingly Bel- good. Belief Shriver was top shelf. He's always great. All right, so this <laughs> movie stars Christian Bale. Well, I also think he was also great. the bomb in Phantoms. Mm-hmm. Who we all know from this little movie called Batman. Who's that? <laughs> Christian Bale? Yeah, Christian Bale. Is he going uh, back to the park? Uh, he was in Newsies. He was in Ford versus Ferrari. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> also, I really think the movie Swing Kids is a movie that you should do on the podcast. I've never heard Wait, didn't you do that? Didn't you do that Newsies or what was that called? I haven't no, picked it. I love it. Oh, I thought you did a movie. Do you want me Chris... to do musicals? No, I will. I thought you did a movie where Christian Bale was a little kid or something. He's been in a oh. bunch of stuff. It's really like... A, I talk about Newsies all the time. It's, like, it's, it's great. It's fucking Christian Bale. If you don't know who it is. Yeah, but um, Sweet no, Kids is a we do, movie we about... No, not Nazis. Nazis. No. The beginning of the Nazis. Anyway. it's But it stars Christian Bale. But he's in American Hustle. Uh, other, it's a real good movie. It's a drama. The Fighter. Nice. Public Enemy. The, the Big Short, which is a movie that I'm going to pick for Carly's birthday. Presidio? No. What was that one? What was the magic one? Uh, Prestige. One? Prestige. That one's real good, too. I yeah. like that. And of course, one of my favorite movies with him in American Psycho. Rain of Fire. American Psycho is where I first. Yeah, found he was it. in Rain of Fire. Yeah. Well, yeah. There we go. So this is his third movie. Uh, Dominic Purcell is in this for a minute, as in like he's in, for, yeah, like one scene. Yeah. Who you may know. It's a from, waste of Dominic Purcell. We haven't done Blade Trinity yet, but he's. I'll in pick Blade it sooner Trinity. or later. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's on the the shelf there. One day. Plays Iracula. Yeah, but he's really we know him best Iracula? from Iracula. Uh, Iracula from either. Uh, what is that TV show that he did? Uh, Prison Break? Uh-huh. The Legends of Tomorrow. Or Legends of Tomorrow. God, he's, he's so really, good in Legends he's, of Tomorrow. He's Rory. Yeah, he's really good in that show. That's you my know, favorite character on that show. I just show. couldn't After a while, it got silly, but they had a really good first couple seasons. Him is everybody's favorite character on that show. I also really love the Adam, though. I really uh-huh. liked Mr. Freeze, or, or Captain Cold, I mean. Captain Cold. He, he's you know. great. No, I didn't like. Any of the ladies, because they all sucked. No, why uh, is that? Vixen was really cool. I like Vixen. Right. I like Vixen. And I, I didn't. I didn't hate um, the main chick. What's her name? Oh, I didn't like uh, her story because they fucked it all up. But I, I liked her. White up. Canary. She's terrible. The redhead that runs the thing. I don't know yeah. what her name is. White Canary. She's uh, Sarah Lance. Yeah, Sarah Lance. But I don't like that. Like, how did they make her? Like, she's, she's a mess. That character is a mess. But I like her. Well, Constantine. <laughs> that just describes. <laughs> oh yeah, Constantine's awesome in it. That's right. I forgot mm-hmm. he's in it later. So that, the show was going down to like we need somebody who's gonna get people back yeah. and watch this. Well, that character's a mess. Just described fifty no seventy percent of all comic book characters. Well, it's true. All right, so we also have uh, this is starring in my finger quotes Sean Bean. Uh huh. Welcome back to the podcast from something I'm sure. Uh, from uh, National Treasure. National yeah. Treasure. There you go. He was in Lord of the Rings, Game of Thrones. Yeah. 
Snowpiercer. Yeah, tons of shit. I mean, he's fucking Sean Bean. He's the guy that dies and everything. Yeah. <laughs> I said, does he die in this? And John actually does he, he closed the door in my face. Um, no. He lives. He goes to jail, to jail, though. Forever. I mean, he might get killed in jail, but... No, he survived that mirror shot, that exploding ship blast. Yeah. Also, Jorgen is... Uh, William Fitcher stars as Jorgen in this, who was uh, Welcome Back to the Podcast from Armageddon. I love him. Mm-hmm. He's um, such a great actor. He's in a lot of really good he's stuff. He's Ninja Turtles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was. We're going to skip over that. Highlight of his career. I like really weird actors. But he's in a lot of really good Not stuff. Not that these actors are weird, but like the the choices of actors, so I'm like, oh man, I love And him. Angus McFadden is in this, who I really like. He was in Braveheart. He was Robert the Bruce. Yeah. He's, yeah. Uh, he was also in Saw 3. He was also in a little movie that I really loved called The Rat Pack. Hmm. But oh, he, yeah. He played Peter Lawford. He was good in that. He was good in that. We may do that for the podcast at some point, and Carly's going to hate that movie. You should. It's a good one. Or maybe. Maybe it's not. Could be crap. <laughs> Ew, I hate that movie. And round Definitely out, don't pick it. Rounding out the cast that we're going to talk about is Ty Diggs. Tay Diggs. That's what I said. It's not Ty. It's Tay. It's, it's Tay. Take it easy, okay? <laughs> All right. So we know him from Rent, Chicago, uh, lots and lots and lots and lots of things. His character kept smiling, and it was really driving me crazy because... You're supposed to have no feelings. Yeah. You shouldn't be smiling all the time. Yeah, he has all the feels. Yes, yeah. he has. Oh yeah. Like he gets happy, mad. Nobody questions like, him. He gets real pissed off and real happy all the time. Also, how do you have a lot of ambition if you don't have any feelings? Like it just I seems don't know. weird. Yeah. <laughs> Jealousy. You know, like he he has a lot of feelings. <laughs> He's got all the feels. But anyway, so where did I write this here? Oh, the budget for this movie was twenty million dollars. And it's worldwide. Million dollars. If that's estimated, but it's worldwide gross. Well, it's always estimated. Worldwide. Like the entire world. Uh huh. Together. Four million. Five million three hundred sixty-eight thousand two hundred seventeen dollars. Wow. Wow. No one saw this movie. Wow. The only people who saw this movie were you and Farmer. Because he's hot. I mean, well, maybe it was just one of those weird things. Oh, the Metacritic is 33. Is this before or after American Psycho? This is after. Bo- okay, that's it. That kind American of Psy- he got this role because of American Psycho. Yeah. American Psycho was 2000. American Psycho is what? Exploded I saw that in the theater. Thing. Really? Yeah, Pembroke Mall. Not Pembroke Mall. Look, Christian Bale is uh, a very uh, famous... Uh, Christian Bale is a very famous actor, but his movies don't really do very well. Oh, yeah. Except for that Batman trilogy. Yes. I'm, you know, I'm serious. But take that out, and if you look, he's... He does... Like, yeah. if you take out Batman and American Psycho, his movies... American Psycho didn't really... And that was huge. a cult classic. Yeah. Like... That wasn't huge until after it came out on... But, the like, the things he picks to do... He did Reign of Fire. <laughs> that's not, like... a. That's never going to be a blockbuster. Like, the things he picks are never going to be blockbusters. But anyway, so the Rotten Tomato is 41 but with an impressive audience score of 81. So what? who loves this movie? Regular fuckers really? like me and you. The, the like seven wow. regular fuckers that watched it. 81%. Five million dollars. <laughs> I mean, Carly's got a point there. The seven people that, that That's saw a this, big most of them liked it. Six of them liked it. They are like 81. getting their grandma to help right. that. So, mm-hmm. I have two reviews. And okay. these reviews, I scoured the net because I was at work and I was like, it was like right before you go home, I was like, I'm going to look for some reviews for this movie. And I, I. Or any one. of them by Farmer One. No, this, this <laughs> one is Majestic Brother. Okay. Um, this is from April of 2005. He seems trustworthy. And the, the title here is Painfully Bad. No. Nope. Bad movies. 
like good ones, come in different categories. Some are just bad. Any Steven Seagal flick or disaster film from the 1970s. <laughs> Shots fired right out of lane. Some are fun bad. Any Edward movie. Some are just over the top beyond everything bad. Like Van Helsing. <laughs> That's okay. fair. That's fair. Some are actually brilliantly bad. Um, the Legend of Leah Claire. Never. I don't know what that is, but apparently it's brilliantly bad. But then there are some movies that are just so bad and stupid and ill-conceived that they're just too painful to watch. Like Equilibrium. Wow. Which is one of the most painful and bad movies I've ever seen. And I've seen a lot of movies, including, including Cold Creek and Junior. <laughs> I mean, Those are weird reference points, but yeah, okay. I mean, Going I mean, with it. I went with this one because... trying to work something out. <laughs> like he had some shit to say. Yeah. He had examples. I was like, oh. And he mentioned Van Helsing. I know how much you love Van Helsing. Oh, man. You have all the feels about I it. I saw that in the theater. That's the theater, I think still, I did too. Still standing, which is amazing. Oh. <laughs> All right, and so that was a one out of ten. You weren't sure. Mm-hmm. And here's a ten out of ten. I'm writing for View from the Future. That title's like I'm interested. Okay. Yeah. What do you have to say? Who's writing it? Uh, a different drummer. Okay. From 2014. This is from. Does he march to a, a new? A... And it says, "Well, the world don't move to the beat of just one drum. What might be right for you may not be right for some. The man is he's born. born. He's, he's a man, a man of means." Them. Along comes you, you got, got nothing but jeans. Did he actually put that? No, that was just okay. me telling you. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wow, that. Because some of us grew up with, uh, you know, the Drummond family. Yeah. I'm just saying that, that if that guy actually wrote that in his review, then that would be interesting. <laughs> anyway, so, well, technically I am. I am writing this review from the year 2014, more than a decade after Equilibrium was released. I have accomplished this using IMDb's Time Portal. And I was like, well, now you got me hooked. I got to read the rest of this. <laughs> That's something. After Equilibrium was released, I have accomplished it. Uh, no, no, no. Features <laughs> this uh, time portal, which features uses allows to go from the future back in productions to the past. Thanks, IMDb. I've just seen American Hustle, and I'm attempting to put on paper metaphorically my thoughts of that film. Do we like American Hustle? I do. I never saw it. I thought what, it was, who, I thought it was okay. what movie is that? American Hustle. What <laughs> movie is in that? It's like, a, it's like a ensemble. All right, so it's cast. a 1970s movie about um, who's in it? Christian Bale, Jennifer, Jennifer Lawrence. Lawrence. Um, oh, the Jim, one where what's his name has the super curly hair. Yes, Bradley. Where he like yeah, and, and like he puts it in curlers and like that's my favorite. Curly hair is like no, I don't. It's naturally curly. And you cut him wearing curlers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's my favorite tertiary object in that movie. Maybe I need to give that one. A and my chance. favorite line is, or my favorite scene is when she puts the metal in the science oven. Mm-hmm. I was going to do that movie for the podcast, but I can't. It would oh, have to be a birthday. Make too much money. Yeah, it, 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 oh. mean, it made I, just enough money. Everybody just likes it enough. Hoping the I think that movie down. is fine. I didn't love it. But I don't but I, I need, need to, to watch it, it more than I've watched it. Wait a minute. I'm I, sure I need to get to the best part here. I'm sorry. Okay. Sorry. My thoughts on that film. I have. I came to suddenly real, realization that Equilibrium may go down as Christian Bale's best film. Don't do that. <laughs> wow. Tony, I'm not, I'm, so I'm reading that as Tony's taking a drink, and I'm imagining him spitting it at Harley. I'm wearing a I peach jumpsuit. It. You cannot. Wow. You need to wait. I appreciate. This is why I picked You're this one. Whoa. And why? I need more. Th- I need now, more thoughts. Now, Bale, Bale fans get the case of the vapors. Look, <laughs> it says the vapors. I'm loving this guy. I know. Let me let me quickly add. Bale is clearly one of the greatest actors of his generation, and I'm like, is this like Christian Bale's like? I don't know, but I do think he's a good actor, much is, like Johnny. That's Depp. no secret. Which means every producer and director wants him in the next picture. Which means that in every era, I'm talking about from this point, the future. You mean mm-hmm. he's getting a tad overexposed, and that uh-huh. never ends well. So with hindsight, I'm going to add this little review to the database. 
where I suspect will be lost considering follows more than a thousand other reviews. No, sir, did not get lost. <laughs> I found this motherfucker. Uh -huh. <clears throat> anyway, and as I said, this is a flawless movie, and it engages the viewer in over-the-top both action and emotion. It is never boring. It contains some of the most unique fight scenes ever filmed anywhere, anytime. Bale, a younger Bale, that is, was nothing less than brilliant. All right. I have some thoughts. On Holy shit. I'm, like, First I read all, a bunch and got to this one. I was like, I'm done. Yeah, wow. <laughs> the, his best movie? I didn't read anything after, after this one. Like, usually you read a bunch of, all right, I'm going to go with that one. I read this and stopped. Yeah. <laughs> I do want to say <clears throat> that after American Hustle, the movie that this gentleman has just watched, uh, the next movie that Bale did was Exodus, Gods and Kings. Whoa. As Moses. Then he did Knight of Cups. Don't know what that is. Never seen it. Then he did The Big Short. That was really good. Then he did The Promise. Was that? Who knows? Then Hostilities. Then he did The Voice of Bagheera in Mowgli, Legend of the Jungle. Could've then cared. he did Vice, where he played Dick Cheney. Okay. I saw that. It was fucking terrible. And then he did Ford versus Ferrari, which was amazing his, film. Which was his latest release. <laughs> it does say in his upcoming projects, though, that he's going to play Gore the God Butcher in Thor: yeah. Love and yes, Thunder, which is. I'm very yep. excited for. And I'm very interested in Gore the God Butcher because I'm not sure if you know about him. You I don't. don't know anything. Tony does. Yeah. <laughs> he's like he's, he's, he's fucking kinda, badass. He's kind of little though. I wonder if they're going to do something with him. I think you would have to. Yeah, because he's. I mean, is he supposed to be like he's, a he's tiny person? At least person? Thor size. I mean, no, he's, he's a big. He's Thor. a big no. dude. He's bigger than Bale. I, yeah. yeah. So it'll be I mean, interesting. Maybe if they put him in his Batman outfit, Batman outfit, then they bulk it up a bit. <laughs> maybe. But maybe they can oh, you're Bale's saying Bale is that. little. Bale's yeah. little. Not okay. I was remember Bale. I was from, thinking that the character was like three feet tall oh, no, no, or no, no, something. Yeah, but like hold little. on a second. This is Bell we're talking about. The guy yeah, who no. lost all that weight. Oh, he's been on roids for months, and then just goes super jacked for Batman. So. I wouldn't put him past him to, to come out looking like the fucking Hulk. He's been training with Sylvester Stallone for this, I'm sure. Oh, he's on that up. nothing but protein and Star Wars diet. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> I mean, he... we. he, I but, saw the machines. If nothing else, he's committed to, you know, yeah. getting his body in shape for this movie. So Bale, I do believe, will come out jacked. Because he's going to want to stand next to Chris Hemsworth. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Which it's... is always an issue. Yeah. But it's Thor, anybody. Love, and Thunder. Will Thor have slimmed back down, or will we still get Fat Thor? No, then again, he might be, he oh, might that's be a fighting. I like Fat Thor. He's, no, he's going to fight Thor. Not that he was yeah. even so. fat. He was just I, dad bod Thor. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Or her stunt double, or you know, whatever they're doing. Well, Natalie Portman's not a big girl anyway. Yeah. She's like five foot one. That's what I'm saying. So it may, it may end up being but like that. He may look gigantic next to her, yeah. but eventually Chris Hemsworth does have to be Thor. Yeah, yeah. We'll see. Yeah, Anyways. But anyway, I'm so into that. Yeah, It's either end of this year or early next year, I think. I, so, what did you think about this movie before we get too far? Carly. I thought, never seen it. Never heard of it. I'm happy to watch it. I like Tay Diggs. <laughs> Elaine? I thought, I like Christian Bale. His movies are weird. I wonder if this will be any good. Are you staring yourself in the mirror again? No. <laughs> are, you are you lying about staring yourself in the mirror again? Yes. No. <laughs> are you lying about lying about staring yourself in the mirror again? That's a nice sweater you have on. Thank you. <laughs> I hear your thoughts. Mm -hmm. um, I watched this movie way too many times to have any kind of rational opinion on it, but uh, I don't know. We'll oh, see. man, we're going to get Tony's irrational opinion. Yeah. See, I had seen this years ago when it came uh -huh. out and haven't really gave it much thought. You know, so just one of those movies. Mm. And then, you know, you asked me to do it, and I was like, yeah, of course, I like that movie. And I watched it. I, was like, I haven't seen this in probably like at least 10, 15 years. I have some opening credits thoughts. Can I start? Yes. Mm -hmm. All right, so... Perfect time, so I was about to start, because it's a quality runtime of 147 minutes. Way to go, Miramax Editors. 
So, Miramax logo comes up, then Dimension Films. And I'm like, I paused it, because I was like, man, I feel like whenever I see a Dimension film, I know I'm in for a wild ride. <laughs> so then I was curious. Usually and I Michael went... Michael Myers variety. Well, but I felt like, man, it... it and so I looked to see which movies they have pro- not just released, because they released a bunch under Dimension Films, but they themselves produced. And on the list of things that they've produced... I have some notes. I have some gems. <clears throat> the Crow. Oh, nice. Great movie. I mean, Scream. We'll nice. The Faculty. Oh, welcome nice. back. All Mind these, Hunters. All nice. these that we've done. Podcast. Yes, which is why I think that. Except and then, for The Crow. Did we do The Crow? Yes. 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 Okay, then I gave it at the highest DAs. <laughs> oh, you did it. Right? I did that yeah. because Ben we, asked me to. We did all of those movies. And I'm like, that's why I think that this logo is going to be a good time. And then there was one other on their list that I was intrigued by. The Brothers Grimm, which I think I'm remembering as a film I kind of liked. You didn't. But I'm not sure. I may is revisit it. He the w- yes. and Matt Damon. Matt Damon. Yeah. Damon which I'm I, sure you did not like that movie. No, you didn't like that movie. No, I did not. But I think I might have liked that movie. I think on Elaine's kick of on a pick movies that no one likes, she's going to do that fucking movie. I might. Just because she wants to talk. I'll watch, I'll watch it again. I remember watching and going, eh. I think but, someone gets cooked in a giant elephant oven. I want to see that. You don't get to see that very often. That's true. <laughs> I, mean, I think someone gets cooked in a giant elephant oven. Somebody's got a favorite tertiary object. Right. You know, if you want to watch a movie about people being cooked, there's a movie about a barber and his wife. I don't want to see that. And she, never mind. That's more about them being butchered than cooked. I'm not sure how well done her pies are. Let's be real. Meat pies. Meat pies. Well enough that you can't tell the people. All right, so. Until she gets sloppy. You know what? I don't think I would know what people taste like. That's true. Like chicken. I wouldn't. I actually think I. think it tastes like pig. I think it's like pig. Probably more often. Yeah. Well, they say that the smell of cooking people is the smell of cooking pork, so if you... Mm. So I, oh, did, you know, crematorium must smell like bacon. What are you looking at in that room? I don't know, man. It's just my eye line. I hate that I know what baby tastes like. <laughs> Thanks, Snowpiercer. All right, so good line. In the first years of the that 21st movie was century, <laughs> a third world war broke out, and we opened to a mushroom cloud. Aw. Those of us who survived, new mankind could not survive a fall. I don't know where the voice is coming from. It's now it's out. <laughs> I enjoyed them. That our own volatile natures could simply no longer be risked. So we created a new almost to all. In a world where there's no feelings. <laughs> the Grammatron cleric, we still have babies whose sole somewhere. task to seek out and eradicate the true source of man's inhumanity to man. His ability to feel. This made me think I was, you know what, that... When they call them the Grammaton clerics, I'm like, man, you know what I want to watch? Priest. Don't know why. That was also an interesting movie. But this voiceover made me think mm-hmm. of uh, Sean Connery recording the Highlander thing. Uh-huh. That he did in the bathroom. That it, You can't unlearn that. Is Priest Paul Bettany versus Carl Urban vampires? Yes. Yes. Okay. It's on I my list. I haven't seen that either. You might. <laughs> <laughs> you will. <laughs> you, oh, I mean, there she goes. Eventually I'll run out of vampire movies and I'll just, have to get the Priest. I'm just going to write it down. <laughs> <laughs> it's got two really great things. Paul Bettany. Carl Urban. <laughs> if you want us to watch a Paul Urban movie, you watch Thor Ragnarok. Let's really great things. <laughs> well, he was also in uh, Night's Tale. I really amazing like in Night's both Day. of them. Paul Bettany. He is amazing in Night's Tale. It's really good. Chaucer. You know, you know what he was Go really good at? Go back and listen to our episode of Thor Night's Tale. He wasn't in Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, but he should have been. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> he I was been. like, when was Vision in Thor 
He could have been, though. His vision. He's okay. His vision. I don't know. I just wanted to talk about Thor Ragnarok again. All right, so we opened it. What do you point I actually like him better as Tony's, um, as Jarvis than Vision. Really? Vision's kind of boring. Jarvis had like a little bit of smart ass to him. I feel like Jarvis had a personality where Vision yeah. is trying to be very much uh, robotic. I watched Iron Man. Vision would day. perhaps fit into this movie. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I did enjoy the, the Drax. weird. Uh, Drax would be a really good. Although he gets angry. I enjoyed Vision slowly falling in love. So does That was fun. Yeah. All right, so we see Seamus. Words are hard. Seamus. In a room full of paintings. Seamus? No, it's spelled S-E-A-M-U-S. Seamus. Which is how you, how you spell. Seamus should have an said? Just like Sean is S-E-A-N. What was that one podcast? All right. So Seamus. What was that one podcast we were listening to where the girls were talking about how weird it is that Wanda fucks a robot? And the other girl was like, I don't know, unlimited stamina and I can plug my phone into it? <laughs> that was but awesome. I do remember that. Was that on your... Your ripped bodices <laughs> thing that you no Tony doesn't listen to that. All right, so it uh, could have been reading romance. Tony used to listen to that. So we see those paintings <laughs> and there's a bunch of people just hanging out, and the fuzz shows up. Uh oh. And the resistance starts pulling guns and what have you out. You know, really starting some shit. Mm-hmm. And there's a gunfight, but no blood yet. No. And a car pulls up, and it's John and Partridge. That's going to be uh, Christian Bale and. Sean Bean. Sean Bean. And yes, another one of my main characters in a movie is named John. Do you think mm-hmm. Sean Bean's character That's is like Partridge eight. because he's free like a bird? Mm. He didn't, you know. I, what I noticed is Sean Bean always has amazing hair. I'm always like, you got some good hair going on. <laughs> just saying. Favorite tertiary object? Maybe. Or just jealous of another man's hair? <laughs> I'm not jealous of his hair. I just think he has some good hair. Right, anyway. <laughs> so he's like, so do I. <laughs> so Partridge doesn't seem as confident as John, but John runs through the door like like he's a fucking... No, no. John knocks the door over. No, no. Not, he or, jumps no. through a door. Well, he jumps through the drawer, the door, door as they ex- fire the, like they shoot the hinges off, and then he uses the door to slide across the floor like a sled. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's what he did. Like, that's how you make an entrance. <laughs> but no, all we see is John. He seems like he's standing in one spot. And he's just moving his arms left and right, and he's killing everyone. 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 What's the that professional. From? No, I've never. Seen... You've never seen a professional. I've never paid a pe- attention. Leon. To... I have never paid attention to that movie when it is on because I don't want to. And it it's grosses me out. Stop saying okay, okay. I've never seen it either. <laughs> okay. You but don't need to surprising. see a movie about an assassin and Luke Besson's quasi-pedophilia. Where the one guy's wife is a hooker and he's like, hey, you want to work from home today? That's a really weird line to say. <laughs> it's like, ah! Uh. Oh. Hey, Will! It is Will! <laughs> We're on the podcast, Will, so don't say the N-word anymore. <laughs> Is it? Hey, so what are we doing today? Uh, we're doing equilibrium. Like I told you. All right. Well, you have some homework. Is by you have about an hour to text Tony all of your favorite stuff. I want favorite character, favorite line, the whole nine.
Like the movie is basically telling us that everybody in America is a fucking psychopath throughout the entire movie. I that's thought what, the movie. That's what I gotta do. I thought it was trying to say you have to take the, the drugs that the government mandates because it's for your benefit. It keeps us all safe, you know. I mean, you take them for your own benefit and everybody else's. It's also important yeah, to narc out your neighbor. I mean, I've been practicing my gun kata for hours now. Yeah, me too. Me, you and me both. I was just doing my gun kata and taking my pills. The government said I had to take to keep everybody safe. <laughs> you know, I hear if you take them in liquid form, it's better for you. <laughs> Will like Will likes to take suppre- uh, suppositories. Whoa, whoa, all right. Want to know about that? He's not going to these cheats. He's a goddamn government smear cheat right here. All right, well, I love you, fuckers, man. I'll see y'all later. All right, bye. bye. <laughs> do you think he'll actually do his homework, or he's gonna blow me off? I no. probably blow you off. He's gonna blow me off. And if you do, next time you call during the podcast. Yeah. I think Will's a little scatterbrained. Right now he's sitting. I up. love you, Will. Yeah, right now he's sitting Uber East to your house. <laughs> get home. I'm like, fuck is this? He'll be listening to this and be like, damn, I forgot. <laughs> Does he listen as soon as they come out, like Audra? I have or no idea. Or is he like a DJ? Usually, usually Will and Ben listen to them the day they come out, but sometimes Will gets a little busy. Well, I know that Audra is extremely dedicated, and I know and, Ben is extremely dedicated. And we appreciate that, Audra. And Will drives a lot for work. Yeah. But he also we have to compete with audiobooks. Oh, <laughs> we'll try to keep it funny to for you. But if you Can't know she's going to be on, I'm not good at it. I don't like hearing. I heard you only listen to the Blade Two episode. Like in my head. <laughs> I can listen to like Jane Austen in audio while I puzzle, but if it's not like a a book that's in the public domain, then I'm not like new books that I'm like really into and I want to like I've not read before. That I really haven't really. No, Anyway, so can we get back to this then? All right, so John and, and Partridge come in emotionless as they survey the room. And John locates a rug. Like, he walks around, and he's like, it's amazing. He's like, right there. Yeah. He and does they, that a lot. He just yeah. knows. And they open up the floorboards, and they find the fucking Mona Lisa. And I've seen the Mona Lisa in person. It's not that big. Hmm. It's, it's actually smaller than you think. It's also behind a big, giant glass. You can't get really, really yeah, big. You I would, can't get I would even remotely close yeah. to it. But anyway, it's one of the most famous paintings ever. Yeah, I can't imagine they don't want you touching it. Yeah, like it's it's one of those weird things. Oh, it's kind of like, like the rest of art. Why do people care about it? Like when we got to the Sistine Chapel and you're like, oh, this room is little. What is that smell? <laughs> like it smells weird in the Sistine That's Chapel. It must be because it's a thousand people sweating to death in there. In a room that really should only hold like fifteen people. Yeah, mm. they like they like pack it's you tiny. in. It's that small. Yes. Yeah, it's really it's like the size of this room. No, they, it's not. And they <laughs> pack you in. And they're like, go, and they hit the no, timer. But everybody just sits there and stares. And like, all right, everybody out, and they bring in the next group. I mean, if you think about it, it's probably the same size as if you took like our dining room, our living room, and our and our kitchen. Like, it's not big. Huh. It's small. But the detail it's, work is amazing. It's <laughs> like, and like for reals, it's one room in a long series of rooms. And all those and other chapels. rooms are cool too. There's like 40 <laughs> chapels in there. Yes, oh, and, wow. they're, and they're all and it's very just intricate, one. very, very yeah. ornate. There's a whole lot going on. And, and it's the only one they one talk about. Famous. It's because that one is Michelangelo. Yeah. But it's it's really weird though. Like, like when you walk outside, just outside the door, there's just the same kind of cool shit. Yeah. Only that guy's not as famous as this guy. <laughs> anyway, there's a bunch of chapels. In so there. the Mona Lisa gets burned, and you're like, "Wow, damn, yeah, these guys are it. fucking hardcore." Isn't that painting worth like I don't know a billion dollars? Not to them. Not to them. Yeah. 
So John orders everything to be burned, and we supposed to we see that uh, Partridge has some empathy here for these treasures that are lost for eternity. And now we're back in the car driving, and um, we see that Pe uh, Partridge has grabbed a book, Yeats. Yeats. That's what I said. <laughs> That's what I said. <laughs> Not I don't know Yeats. how much longer the Mona Lisa would have lasted anyway. That shit from like the 1400s or something. And yeah, it's probably like <laughs> it would not look you like. You can't that just now. stuff it under your bed, and it's gonna be fine. I don't know, hun. Anyway. But Yeat what is said. what you say when you throw something out a window. <laughs> <laughs> I yeeted it out of existence. Yeats is a famous poet. Not for long. So John asks, hey, what the hell's with that? And Partridge is like, oh, sometimes they miss things. I want to make sure this gets uh, cataloged and destroyed. And then he gives him the wink with the wrong eye. Mm. And we see a very Nazi looking flag. Is there a right eye to wink with? He heard they were conceited douchebags. I can only <laughs> wink with one eye. So. And then we see a, a Nazi looking flag, which is, you know, not subtle enough. So they actually put fucking Hitler on the screen. You're like, aha, <laughs> got it. And we get a voiceover from Father, not Fuhrer. Father. <laughs> John Wink. Apparently, I wink with the same eye John does. <laughs> uh, and he's seen talking over uh, what looks like a bunch of white dudes. I'm like, okay, Can you got wink it. With your right or your left? Right. Really? I think Can you focus a long movie? <laughs> I want to get through a line without you talking about something other than the movie. And there's winking happening in this movie. <sighs> Everyone seems it's to be. It's a subtle plot device. Everybody's on a drug called Prosium. Uh huh. And it seems to take your emotions away out of humans. It makes them as calm as Hindu cows. Fight club. Thank you. Originally, the drug was supposed to be named Librium. But that's actually a thing. But it's yeah, it's actually a thing. But their nation is called Libria. Yeah, people of Libria. As we see, the not SS taking in and content deemed EC10 bad illicit content. Emotional content? ECW? I think it's emotional content. Like 10 is bad. Yes, ECW. Level 10? Emotional Stuff content? Level 10? bring about feeling. Mm -hmm. so, and they're destroying it. And ev this is an ever-growing list. They talk about how resources are strained. It's probably because there's a lot of people since in the future. What it seems like to me when you just shot like 4,000 bullets at that rate. <laughs> but... <laughs> When honestly, Maybe it's not bullets that are the, the twenty guys head. Yeah. I would say that you could still have strained resources, and bullets might not be one of them, because there was a nuclear war at some point. You can always get so those bullets it could out be <laughs> food that is the limited well, resource. Well, he says something about um, how long is it going to be before this is all uh, like the others have all been destroyed, and he's yeah. like, I don't know. Resources are scarce, and it's like. This, the resources they just used at the raid. This is also the movie that talks about. They're talking about. This is the same dude is like we gotta you know no emotions and then he's smiling. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. That's uh, is an emotion. They cremate everyone. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So they just scrape that metal up off the bottom of the crematorium and use it to make more bullets. <laughs> so people look like they're really happy this wow, way. That was it. And the message is <laughs> and applauded. John and Partridge talk about why they do what they do. We also hear that there's a new updated list of EC10 materials. John talks to DuPont, who appears to be the number two under father. Mm. One might call him a real mother. A real DuPont. mother? The DuPonts Nothing? are not necessarily good people. No? Like John DuPont? A lot of terrible stuff. Well, John DuPont shot, um, what's his name? I don't know. The wrestler guy. I don't I'm know. sorry. Any idea. Anyway, it'll come to me. 
the wrestler guy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there was two Olympic wrestling brothers, and John Dupont shot one of them. I don't know what you're talking about. Foxcatcher. Somebody, oh, Foxcatcher. Somebody's listening and yelling. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mark was one. Um, Greg? Which one? That's the one paid by Mark Ruffalo or the one Mark played Ruffalo. by... His character was shot by a guy named John DuPont? Mm -hmm. Wow. Like, just walk Is up. that in the movie Foxcatcher? Yeah. Maybe I'll pay attention next time you watch it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I won't, though, because that movie is boring like toast. Damn. Maybe you'll have to watch it for the podcast. Oh, snap. Keep fucking with me. Still be boring as toast. And that is when I will make you watch The Brothers Grimm. Where am I now? Let's not get into revenge movies. <laughs> we don't want Shut to up, Mr. Jack Frost. Too. Hey. Look, hey. man. Who this, made their own movie? Hey. <laughs> Just saying. I can right. bring out a evil aliens, chupacabra. <laughs> He's like, he said, don't start any, none. Nothing but a none. chicken wing. If we all got revenge movies. But I've got bad <laughs> I don't know the movies I well do they have a moochie a moochie that movie was good you liked that and movie and you like it it's <laughs> like you like it's like you like Sweeney Todd like I hate Sweeney Todd there was a ball whenever I can get a chance to sing a little Sweeney Todd alright so for um, someone who hated the moochie you do talk about watch. it all the fucking watch. time one year <laughs> Look, bet if he's gonna pull out the blades if you bring up the moonshee. Todd fucking straight razor. My birthday's in August. I'm just saying, you bring up the moonshee at least once every three weeks. It's a fun <laughs> word to say. Meanwhile, until he brings it up, I forget that it existed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because Victoria and Abdul was a boring ass movie. I enjoyed it, but until I like see it or he brings it up, I forget about it. You're welcome. Oh, that's right, dude. Where's my car? Oh lord. <laughs> Who brought that up? Who brought that in their brain? Nobody huh? Did. It's she in my history. Oh, fuck. <laughs> All right, so um, DuPont is, is John's talking to DuPont. And they talk about why John is, is a prodigy of what he does. And John explains that somehow he could just see what a subject is thinking. You can't say, I just have a feeling. No, no. No. <laughs> That'll get you shot. Yeah. You're not, you well, can't I have a feeling about feeling. it. Boom. Next. <laughs> All right, Intuition. So what we learned is that <laughs> John had a wife. Not only did he have a wife, she was arrested for insurrection. Or feeling. Sense crimes. Sense crimes. She was a feeler. Mm. She stopped taking her... Um, her Librium. Li no, or a prosium. Prosium. And his son is in the pipeline right now to become a cleric. Uh, then we cut to John watching a conversation that he had with Partridge earlier. And he goes to see if the book was checked into evidence like he should have. And we learn... No, 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 nay, nay, that book hasn't been there. Partridge hasn't put anything in in weeks. Mm -hmm. He's like, and he says, shit and motherfucker. He says, shit, motherfucker. Mm -hmm. yeah, and problem. then he goes investigating. Yep. Partridge goes to the nethers nightly. And they assume it was on, on official business, but it was not. Mm -hmm. Apparently. Skipping mm -hmm. that paragraph. <laughs> <laughs> and we cut to Partridge, who's seen reading the book, Yates. Bye, Yates. Bye, Yates. <laughs> and then he yeets it across the room. <laughs> <laughs> but, John, but John walks up with a gun. And, and like he's pointing at him and he's like, hey, motherfucker, what are you doing? Partridge has been dreaming of a different world. Because it's a different world from where you come from. Yeah. Uh, John tells Partridge that they know what he's done. And this is no good. He's going to have to turn him in. Partridge asks, why do you think it is we do? We do what we think we do. Words are hard. I can't read my own handwriting, which is typing. <laughs> 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 and 
<laughs> and we see Partridge ever so slowly going for his own gun. <laughs> and he's like, don't do it. And he tells him, don't do it. And then John shoots him in the head. Through well, the he book. He puts the book up to cover it up, and he shoots him through the book. I'm like, dang well, it. Well, he says, do it. he says, I'll ask him to go easy on you. And he's like, they never go easy on you. Mm-hmm. And he goes, well, sorry then. It's like, well, just bang, bang. Like, just kill me right now. I'm going to pretend like I'm coming for you. <laughs> but this is the easy way. Because yes. they burn you alive. Yeah. Yes. After making you wait in... in Anticipation of being down? burned alive. They make you walk into it. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't walk like, fuck you, I ain't going. Yeah. Well, yeah. then we'll shoot you. Good. Okay. <laughs> Aim for the spine, please. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be motherfucking Dolomite. You're going to have to make me. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't walk in there. Nor would I wear that robe. Fuck you. <laughs> I'm not wearing your special shiny robe. Well, it's very flammable. <laughs> I <don't fucking> care. <laughs> All right, so... So Fuck just you and your scarlet letter. So, <laughs> the guy didn't notice that. So just after he shoots him, Brent walks up. It's like, hey man. It's like, motherfucker, you been waiting there the whole time? Yeah. You creepy bastard. And they drive away together. And he's like, uh, I'm your new partner. Well, that was fast. Yeah. <laughs> like I just shot my old one in the face. <laughs> he was uh, single there for about ooh thirty seconds. Yes. Yeah. All right. So they drive away, and Brent asked John why if they were close, him and Partridge. He's, and not really. We learned that they are now partners, and and to and they murder people for their feelings. Mm-hmm. I, I have in here Brandy, but it's supposed to be Brant. <laughs> so Brandy says the boy hey. is mine. <laughs> She's a fine girl. Yeah, baby, baby. <laughs> Good wife she would be. And John uh, Brandy asks Brant <laughs> asks John to be. <laughs> About feelings, and he's like, I'm just not feeling it. His life, his love, his lady is deceit. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> oh, and we see John's son. We cut to John. And John's son is watching his father. Mm-hmm. He's not watching his father. He's watching the father. Fuck, what's in this? Iced tea. Jeez. <laughs> Did you and have some whiskey already? It's scotch. <laughs> I don't... And father is okay. giving some propaganda. You know, kind of like CNN. Like the son is studying <laughs> or something. Well, or is all, this just what's on TV all the time? Well, they use the I word think propaganda. this is the only thing on TV. Negative, everything is propaganda. Yeah. Anything that's trying to get you to do anything is propaganda. Oh, that's a Pepsi propaganda. Yeah. That's Coke propaganda. We don't have non-propaganda news in this country. Everything has an agenda. If it, Whenever you're watching or hearing something and it's trying to get you to do anything, that's propaganda. There's a <clears throat> beauty YouTuber I follow who moved propaganda. from Sweden to the United States. And she just did a Q&A. And I really wanted to submit the question. So now that you actually live in the United States, what negative views on Americans do you now realize were just tools of the media? But I didn't because I didn't need that out in, the, in my internet history. But I want to know. Okay. All right. So um, his son asks, hey, I saw somebody doing something. Can you stop it with the car? Sorry. We don't want your COVID. I don't. I. We don't want your COVID here. Choking on my own spit, man. <laughs> Anyway, his son saw somebody make a feel offense. And, hey, I saw this. Should I turn him in? And John's like, undoubtedly. Mm-hmm. I thought so. Okay, now we get he to... cried. This kid is creepy. And he saw him cry. Yes. Mm-hmm. For a long time, this kid was my least favorite character. It's <laughs> <laughs> creepy little tattletale. They're all fucking tattletales. The whole nation of tattletales. That's the whole thing. I know. Say something, say something. That's it's... so much different than the world today. I know. <laughs> 
But there's something extra awful about it in a child. Well, he's mm-hmm. been trained to do this. I know. Well, I know. There's something about unfeeling children that are yeah. especially disturbing. Mm-hmm. That's why Children of the Corn works as a scary movie. All right. So anyway, we cut to John sleeping. And we see that John has dreams. This he, is another movie you picked with the name, a character named John. Yeah, I just said that already. Right? I know. I was just saying. I just <laughs> was thinking about it because it's so many. It's not your fault. It's just how the name. It's a great name for movies, but also I didn't pick this. You did. No, I know. But I'm just saying. Good lord, man. It's, Tony was. It's got to be at least fifteen. I was wondering about how, if you have no feelings, how they procreate. Like, and when you see him in his bed, it's clear that there's an empty spot next to him as if they would have slept next to each other. But if you are just like assigned a wife and neither of you feel anything, then it just seemed weird. Like, what's even the point of sleeping in the same bed and do they procreate the way we do or do they do an insemination thing or... I don't I'm know. Sure they get down. See the scene of his wife. <laughs> but being... if you don't have any feelings, <laughs> I think his yeah, wife but... was into it because she kissed him goodbye. Oh, she. But she was a sense offender. <laughs> got it. Got it. Anyway, I would think so, that women would be sense offenders all the time. Think about how hard it would be to control you your emotions when drug. you are pregnant and your hormones are going crazy and they'd have to be constantly recalibrating that don't even address it and how do they get that calibration correct so that they don't like make a bunch of well yeah make babies with brains that function or if a hallmark movie came on (laughs) so um we see that the time she was arrested for the sense offense uh um and she tells him, remember me, and gets dragged away. And he's like, nope. She kisses him, and he seems not to be into it. <laughs> well, if the police were there, you'd fake it. All right, so John wakes up, and we hear the sound of father's voice. And it looks like there's separate beds. Mm-hmm. And but they're next to each other. Yeah, it's like <laughs> I Love Lucy. But they're, like, pushed together. Until she got pregnant, like, fuck it, push them together. <laughs> Look, the sound of other people sleeping next to you is very soothing. But if well, you don't feel. If, you, if, you're real, <laughs> if you're real quiet right now, you can hear what I hear. <laughs> we'll I hope see that, if that came through. It was That's just it. weird silence. The dog snoring there. All right, so John washed his face and and drops his drugs, and it's like, uh oh, he's broken the vial. He's not gonna get his door his dose. It's like he has a bunch of them though, so just take one. And also, why don't these people have like major scarring on their necks if they shoot themselves three or four times a day? With a needle. Yeah. yeah. It should be like an air... You ever see a heroin addict? Yeah, but even if, even if it's one of those air things, which they have Hypo now, spray. like the hype... Right. Yeah, well, it like uses compressed air to push it through yeah. your skin. You'd still have a fucking big-ass yeah. scar. Mm-hmm. So, <coughs> excuse me. So at breakfast, we see that his son is really you want a face shield? <laughs> I just was like... You said something to her that you start calling like, Tony and I don't want y'all's COVID. <laughs> I don't have COVID. Yeah, COVID hit you. She called right in my face and I already got it. It said, it said I'm the cron. The planet oh, eater. Fuck y'all. Fuck y'all. You gotta open the, I, I open the Matrix. On, but I think we're on Q. What's Q? No, I don't know. We're on the Quasimodo variant. I didn't say anything until John called too. All right, so. <laughs> you sound much better today than last week. I you stayed last time. <laughs> All right. I am doing best. Can we all shut up? Just look at the long movie. And <laughs> I love the way your skin looks today. Thank you. I so, did this whole peach thing. All right, skipping that whole paragraph. Fuck him. All right, so John goes <laughs> to the equilibrium site, and we find out that this one he went to go get his replacement dose is closed. He's like, fuck. Damn it. 
And so then he sits there and he walks up and they said, you have to go to somewhere else. And he says, shit. He actually says he shit. He doesn't say shit. And then he knows he's got to go to another place and cover his ass. And then um, Brand rolls up just, and says, I bet you like Gobots. Why can't he just take another? That's what I was saying. <laughs> his little thing it's has not like, like six in there. It's not birth control where it's like it's a monthly thing, right? Or daily or whatever it is. You can well, just take the next one and then go tomorrow. But he's like, I'm not Or go it. later this afternoon. Yeah. Or, yeah. Anyway, Brand shows up and tells him to get in. And they go on a raid. And during the raid, John grabs her. This woman, and first of all, the mirror is contraband and must be destroyed. It's got a pretty frame. Yeah. Can't do that. Can't that. And he says, look at you! And I don't know, but I'm sorry for you guys who do have to hear this now, but this reminded me of the Navy. So when you're in the Navy, everything's got to be exactly the same, and you can't have any kind of flare decoration or nothing. I'm like, wow, I can imagine. <laughs> I'll tell you how devastated I was when they switched the dress code at work so we have to wear all black. Yes. I mean, the podcast listeners enjoyed at least three months of solid bitching, and I still talk about it, and it's been a year. So you have a lot of lovely black clothes. I know. And I can wear different like patterns and styles. Mm-hmm. They just all have to be the same color. So I could not live in this universe. I would kill my fucking self. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, so the fuzz open up the wall because they know exactly where to look, and they find a bunch of illegal contraband. And what is with the wallpaper they in this room? They all finds it again. The wallpaper in every one of these secret rooms is amazing. Well, that's because if you're going to have contraband wallpaper, you get the weirdest. <laughs> well, John tells, uh, and does all this contraband must be destroyed. Um, and she resists. She gets, she's just about to be executed, but John saves her life. He says, no, no, we need her. She'll listen to the others. In the interrogation room, we find out her, you know, this is Mary. At first, I thought she's he was. quite contrary. He was, yes. <laughs> I th- at first thought it was a, like a little bit of a dose left. I was like, is he just giving her the drugs? I hate her, take your drugs. It's but like no, a perfume. It's perfume. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, I, didn't, I didn't get that at first either. It, it looks like I dose, thought he was. I thought he was giving her a dose that she had to take so that she would then tell the truth because she would be not feeling again. No, it's, it's perfume. Very, but it's perfume. That it's perfume. would make sense, though. Wouldn't it? That would be the first thing I would do. I capture you, I'm giving you a dose because you've been off your meds, bitch. Yeah. He wouldn't say bitch. He would just say you're off your meds because he doesn't have any feelings. I nothing know, and nothing goes be... over his head because he's too fast. He would catch it. <laughs> it's like a one-man cold. No one catching it. No one coming down with it. We call him Clipper Frank. All right. And he wants to know who your friends are. And then she slides it back at him. And it's like, bitch. I'm going to have to kill He says, me, why are you alive? Fuck. To safeguard the, the continuity of our great civilization. <laughs> it's as vital as breath she's like no to love uh, so then John remains her to the hall of justice for processing and she goes you mean execution processing mm. execution mm-hmm. but she does say like without feelings every breath is just a time yeah I can't write all that down away. I know yeah. William's gonna be jumping in here in a minute <laughs> so we, we cut back to DuPont who's seen talking uh, as people are learning the gun kata uh-huh. And I love the gun kata. It's cool. All kinds of movie, ridiculous movie martial arts are always a good But do you time. think the, the writers of John Wick saw this was like, yeah. That's exactly what I said. Is this the inspiration for John Wick? Yeah. Maybe. The whole dog thing and mm-hmm. then. It's very John Wick. There's yeah. a, like you saw this and you go, uh-huh. Mm. I see what you're doing here. Mm. All right, so. You could watch interviews with the director or the writer of John Wick and find out. Yeah. I thought he talks about it. Yeah, that's not fun. All right, so John is at his home, and he's thinking that he has a dose he should be taking. And he looks, and he hears Mary's voice. 
Are you throwing shit at me? Uh huh. Tiny airplane. paper airplane. Where, where, where was I? Where was I? John is at his house. Hears Mary's voice. Yes, and he Besides, looks and he hears me. Mary's voice, uh, and he hears she hears him say, "Love is just a clock. Without love, breath is just a, a clock ticking." And he's like, oh, "Doesn't take us." So John wakes up sweating. He clearly didn't take his dose. <laughs> and he holds his chest and he's like, "What the fuck?" Those are called the fields. He's got all the fields. <laughs> He's got a cat, bad case of the fields. He's all sweaty. His heart mm-hmm. is racing. Bare chested, kind of sweaty. <laughs> his vomit on his sweater already. Mom's spaghetti. All right. That's <laughs> not where Elaine was going. <laughs> I thought we were all doing little things there. <laughs> I was doing a little thing. I think Audra caught it, though. <laughs> I thought we were all doing little things. Anyway. All right, He's so. talking about the kind of fields that. Sweaty, bare-chested <laughs> Christian Bale gives ladies. He's very handsome in some of his movies. It's called, other, called Wedding. Oh, oh, Wedding. Okay, got it. No, it's not called that. <laughs> you keep calling it play dates. I keep calling it Wedding. So. <laughs> the mandates. All right, so he puts his hand to the glass. and we You see can't out- call it a mandate if it makes you nauseous. <laughs> so he puts his hand to the glass and we see outside it's raining. And it's got like a protective film. So, so you can't see out your window. So, yeah, you can't yeah. see out your own window. That so might we... inspire feelings. Those sunsets. Yes. You might be the assholes. You might Holy wait. shit. <laughs> I didn't think of that. I did. <laughs> like, that guy's dead. That yeah. guy's been dead. That was one of the first fuckers to go. And that was just he was annoying. I had nothing to do with this. But <laughs> you don't think they're going to notice that you ripped the protective coating off your window so that you could see outside in this beautiful rainbow effect that's happening in the sky? It makes your cold-hearted city look beautiful. He looks like he's going to cry. Not not quite Brendan Fraser. He cries a lot in this, though. Well, I never, imagine that you would cry all the time once he, you got feelings. Because you have an you just can't deal with it. Like, you can't get all these emotions out. All right, so then he runs out of the room and immediately goes for a dose. But he hesitates as he looks himself in the mirror. We hear father, the Fiora, I mean the father, talking about prosium and how effective it is. So there's a drug that the government is forcing people to take. What could go wrong with that? Anywho, this uh, podcast is not political. I didn't say I'm talking about we, this movie. We try to keep it not political. And you're talking feelings, about. And your feelings and thoughts of this on that matter are not represented by the people of the feelings and thoughts of that sentence. <laughs> that I'm, I'm talking sense. about prosium. What are you guys talking about? I don't get it. Anyways, I tried to. Let's move on. <laughs> I'm talking about prosium. It doesn't seem like it's good. You're just talking about Shaft. Yeah. John yeah, Shaft? He can dig it. He's a bad mother. <laughs> Shut your mouth. All right, anywho, John talks to his fellow citizens. And it was just a woman with her hand on the railing. What? Thomas <laughs> said he's a bad mother, and now all I can think about is Clifford Franklin <laughs> telling Shane that quicksand. Oh, that's a bad mother. All right, wow. so Elaine wants to watch the replacement figure. Have you been drinking scotch? <laughs> no, but I didn't. Well, at first she was afraid. Just juice. She, she apple was juice. Yeah, I'm just drinking. Right. I've heard He takes off juice. his glove, and he puts his hand on the railing as well, and he's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I think you actually got wood. Yeah, sticky, <clears throat> gross metal. No, uh, it's thanks. not sticky or gross because no one is touching the railing. I bet you that motherfucker's pristine. Kill that vampire, get wood. That lady <laughs> in front of him is touching it, so she's obviously a sensory offender. And he never thought to look at stuff like that. All right, so, so he, he goes to his office and he sits at his desk. And everything is such in pristine, everything. So he starts moving shit around. You and Brent walks over and is like, what in the blue hell are you doing? You would think so, that maybe in the academy they would take take them off of it for like a couple of days to go yeah. look this is what you're looking for it's too He's, risky you know yeah. I mean you it's lock them risky. up do this before they learn gun kata 
So he's rearranging his desk, and Brent asks him, you didn't like it? And he goes, I have no emotion about it. I'm attempting to gain greater efficiency. Well played, sir. He's a pretty good liar. Or not. Because right. everything he's doing is obvious that he's having feelings. If you're yeah. looking for people who are having feelings, and you don't watch the way they clench their hands all the time when they're trying to lie or be pissed off about stuff, then you are doing it wrong, sir. So we cut to a sweep of the feelers. Mm-hmm. As Brent mows down some people with an AR-15... One lunges at them, and John kills him, like, dead. D-E-D. Mm-hmm. And he has a hard time holding his emotions at this point, because he just murdered a motherfucker. And now he's got blood on him. Mm-hmm. Well, not, we don't... We see a little bit of blood. Yeah. Like, as the movie goes on, you get more blood. Yes, but he has blood on him, and he's looking at the blood. And it's not just that he killed the guy, but now he's got his blood on him, and it's, there's blood on his hands. Literal blood on his hands. How upsetting is that? We learn that these people are not taking their medication as mandated by the government. Obviously. Well, that's their feelers. And that's what they, they're saying. <laughs> no, he's like, I cannot handle this. Feelers. It's not called feelers. feelers. <laughs> well, they are now. I don't know. Not, something less child, child molestical. <laughs> um, <laughs> I wasn't. I'm not feeling. Like he's feeling. Animals put yeah. out its feelers. I was thinking of like the antenna on Mantis's head, and you're thinking child molestical. Wow. Yeah, some comedian wow. said Uncle Feeler the other day on something, and you. I was like, Yeah, he's making. Thanks for ruining that word forever. No All right. Problem. So anyway, you use a feeler a lot in your. your anyway, John finds a secret hiding place. He walks through the door, finds a lamp oil. <laughs> we'll just take my. Car. An oil away. lamp. Those two. He inspects all of the treasures in the room. And finds, <laughs> he yates it away? Why is there a rotary phone and a copy of Mother Goose? <laughs> because it's cool. A rotary phone gives you all the feels. You know about that. You can't have man. any tchotchkes or any old-timey stuff. So he finds a little People baby. People are obsessed with Actually, collecting they rotary phones. phones. at all, do they? No. They just no. had the, the wall The view phones. screens. Yeah. Otherwise known they as don't have video phones. phones. Yeah. So he plays... Well, this is 2002. Who knew? <laughs> So he plays Beethoven and he plays with a snow globe in Paris. And I like, I guess this gives him the feels because we get an extreme close-up of his eye and he hears Jimmy. I mean, he hears Ludwig von Beethoven. It's Beethoven's The Night Symphony. This is a great piece of music. As opposed to his... I'm also having all the feels at this. I prefer... I'm like, yes. I prefer Flight of the Valkyries myself, but it don't matter. Anyway, so he starts to cry. And I, I thought, who's going to walk in on you? Like, I know. I thought so, too. They're going to come in he, and go, so oh, He's not being careful enough. No. He I mean, he played, can't control it. He played music. Mm-hmm. That's, there's fucking noise. You're leaving a trail, a clear like, trail. He so we, could claim, if it came down to it, that when he came into this room and he knocked down the wall or whatever, that the music was playing already. He could claim that. That's how I found it. I heard the music and yes. followed it. But you can't just be sitting there crying, dude. <laughs> he, well, doesn't my <laughs> he doesn't cry enough to understand how much it wrecks your face. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so we, then we cut to him standing outside the fire. and He Brant, didn't start the fire. Well, it was always burning. <laughs> Brant sees that he's got a, a, a book in his pocket. Uh-oh. Sometimes they miss things. So Brant wonders why. Uh, ponders why they would do all this and if all, do that if all of it's getting burnt. And then all of a sudden, wait a minute. They look around the back and they find. Can you step out for me, please? Oh, <laughs> you said you wanted to hear what I had to say. <laughs> I, I wondered how Tony let you watch. So they this. go around back. <laughs> Actually, I forgot about the scene until she mentioned. It. I was like, Oh yeah. So, it's, yeah. <laughs> so they go around back. 
And I said, so Carly, please turn away for this next part. <laughs> and I, Thank you for warning me, but I already watched it. And, okay, so here's the thing. It gets a little awkward They here. go around the building, and there's a bunch of dogs with kennels, and they say that they were being protected by women and children. Okay. And then Brant, Brandy goes, why do we keep finding these animals? It's a fine girl. And then I sent John a text message that reads, hold on, let me pull it up. She Vamp, says, oh, the Vamp. dogs. And I was like, what's wrong with our dogs? No, no. <laughs> no. I wrote, oh, what? okay. Take your time. Uh, yeah, oh, God. The, he goes, any more information you wish to give? And I said, I'm watching the movie. They killed the dogs. <laughs> That's not how I read that. No, oh. no. Meanwhile, Tony had left me to go play Oculus with you. And I'm watching this movie by myself. And then John and was like, oh, no, oh, no. <laughs> Tony, what happened? I'm surprised we all didn't hear this. I know. <laughs> and well, then, I she would come in the house. And then John goes, yes. what the fuck is this? John goes, oh yeah, I have a note that I hope Carly left the room. And I said, yeah. least favorite scene. I have a note that says, oh God, the dogs. <laughs> I couldn't. Anyway. Like, I, I, I jumped on the floor and I'm cradling boss because so anyway, I'm so upset. Anyway, they find a big kennel full of dogs and they start executing them. And one puppy escapes. And presumably, well, he doesn't escape. He presumably they killed all the women and children that were yes. protecting the dogs. Of course, but who cares? Like you get over that real quick when you see them kill the dogs. I know, but I oh feel like God. you don't kill the children. Yeah, you like, do. you just put, you start them on the drugs well, they that they've too- probably never been on because they They're were born in the yeah, nethers. It's like the Jedi. If you're over the age of 10, you're too old. <laughs> too old to begin Well, we don't know how old they were. They just said children. Who knows? Oh all right, anyway, so one puppy gets away. Hey, focus! One of my favorite authors. No, it's important. No, this is important. (laughs) One of my favorite authors, Nalini Singh, she is a New Zealand based author. She writes this sci fi romance series. And it's about humans. Skipping every third paragraph. (laughs) uh, Changelings, which are shapeshifters, and a psychic race called the Psy. And they. The Psy Changeling series. Yes, it's really great. But the, the Psy. In 1979, because their powers were making them crazy, conditioned their whole race not to feel. It's like this big thing. And then 100 years later, when the books take place, it's falling apart. Like, because they become a race of cold psychopaths. Mm-hmm. It's really great. But now, Perhaps. No, it's Psy like psychic. No, um, no like, she's still fucking talking about something it's But it makes me wonder if she saw this movie and that's why she right wrote it. these fucking books. It's interesting. When was the first book written? Now I have to look. Okay, (laughs) why don't you go over there and check that out? It's in the other room. Okay, good. So anyway, a puppy gets loose, and John grabs it, and they're about to kill him. Like, put it down, sir. We'll take care of it. He's like, no, we got this. You got to get it tested for disease. Because he can't. He can't. He can't do it. He's got a line. He's like, look, motherfucker, I have the feels. And you see him when they start shooting. I don't know if it's here or earlier. He like jumps every time they shoot. Yeah. (laughs) So Dupont is now on the big screen. And he wants to know why John is doing what he's doing. He says, I need John, he needs John to reaffirm his faith, which he does. Mm-hmm. Then he's like, all right, we'll go forth and kill some fuckers. Cut to John looking through Mary's belongings. First book came out in 2005. Thanks. Was that all right, so he has a thought. <laughs> They're real good. Everybody should read them. So he still has what I thought was prosing, but it's actually perfume. Yeah. And um, he gives it a sniff. And he has a ribbon that has her scent. And he puts it in his pocket. And if there's no... Smell is one of the biggest triggers for memory. Yeah. How creepy is this scene? A little bit. It was weird. Because I thought 
is he thinking about his wife when he smells this? No. Does he suddenly have feelings for this married chick he met once? <laughs> yes. And harassed? <laughs> There's a weird thing here. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Spend a minute. I, I got one whole paragraph. Go ahead. No, there's a weird thing here. End of sentence. <laughs> so, Moving on. All right, so, um, so we cut to John going, uh, going somewhere. I'm not sure where he's going, but Brant is following him, mm-hmm. and we see that John has the dog, and he's and he's trying to set him free. And he's like, "Go oh, free, run." I think mm-hmm. he went to the Nethers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he did. Pulls okay. him out of the trunk. Okay. Tries to get him to run away, anyway. and the dog doesn't want to go. The dog has grown what's called attached. He's a really like, adorable puppy. Saint Bernard. No, he's a Bernese Mountain Dog. Oh, is he? Mm-hmm. Okay. And it's in the trivia. So, well, he's a pack animal, so he's John's part of his pack now. He's they're, an they're like puppy. wolf pack. Now there's another wolf oh. in the wolf pack. John tries to drive, um, tries to get rid of the dog. Dog doesn't want to stay. He's like, fine, but you're going back in the trunk. The dog whimpers, so he takes off his jacket and is like, here you go. And that's how he gets caught. But just then, the fuzz rush. I mean, also not- he he carries the dog around like you would carry a puppy, and someone's gonna go. Is that dog hair on your shirt? Because <laughs> dog I hair is mean, getting look, all over you. Look at my purple shirt. Is that cat yeah, hair on my shirt? I don't yes. have a cat touch me, but yes, I guarantee you there's a cat hair on it. So, <laughs> how much of that is linked to, like, emotions and stuff? Do I even care about what you're wearing or about you in general? Do I even notice other people because I have no emotions? Yeah, that one. Well, I just, I think, well, I guess it would depend they on how They don't notice a lot of things. All right, so they're not SS surround him. And they're like, hey, what are you doing here? Blah, 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 blah. And he's like, hey, look, I am a very high cleric, highest level. I'm the cleric. And he's like, and they're like, well, let me see your ID. And he's like. It's, uh, in, my uh, it's in my jacket. It's in my jacket. Where's your jacket? Mm, At home. He's like, about that. They're like, well, we Lost can't prove it. that. Um, so we're going to have to search your car. He's like, no. Mm-hmm. He goes, we need you to open your trunk. He's like, no, you won't do that. Trust me. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me in the eyeball. I'm the highest motherfucker. You will regret this. And just then. One of the guys is like, I know you, don't I? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm Christian Bale. He's like, I'm Christian fucking Batman. John Preston. He, he said, did you see American Psycho? He's like, I'm Batman. <laughs> and they're like, oh, fuck, you really are John Preston. Yeah. <laughs> like, all Sorry, right. sir, I didn't immediately recognize you because it's dark and you're not supposed to be here. Yeah. But so, I'm going to search your car. But so he is like, supposed to infiltrate the underworld. Yeah, but so. the fuzz doesn't know that. Know that. So they're, yeah, they're not these are, these these are, are not. Uh, If I'm on a secret spy mission, I don't tell everyone. Yeah. Tell no one. So anyway, they're, they're like, all right, we're going to let you go. He's like, all right, give me back my keys. And I'm like, wait a minute. What was that noise? He's like, oh, there's dogs around here somewhere. And we're going to kill them. Sounds like it came from your trunk. How could they forget that people had dogs? Because uh, dogs don't like Terminators. So anyway, um, they find the dog. And now John performs flawless gun kata. And he's killing all the not SS. We're now going to call him, if it was the fuzz, he's the fuzz buster. Ooh. Oh, wow. Yep. So back back at the house, question mark, we see John has not been taking his dosages. Where is he keeping this dog in his trunk the whole time? I know. I need to know. <laughs> Don't worry about that. Uh, so John has been uh, rips. He has an idea. He rips the mirror off the wall. And he's like, wow, look at all the space back here. It's a great place to put the, the drugs. Or you could just dump them down the toilet. Yeah. I thought he was going to find a camera. Like they were watching. So did I. I yeah. assumed that they're watching everything. But, you know, you're like, oh, these little glass vials. You just break it and dump it away. Well, he keep, he has taken some to work with him. And he drops them as they're all mass walking to work. But it seems like he's doing an awful lot of work to hide, to get rid of the drugs. Like if I want to get, if, oh, you're supposed to be taking these pills. Yeah, great, dump them. Yeah. 
No one notices. Flush them. Mm. Yeah, I guess they don't have toilets anymore. What do they do with the empty canisters in their little canister gun thing? They recycle. Yeah, but wouldn't they notice he's not recycling? <sighs> Shit. And in this kind of society, they'd probably kill you for yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm sorry, you put the, the aluminum can in the wrong container. Yeah. Shoot him. Like, that's the green excessive. one. You're supposed yeah. to get in the blue one. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Um, so, cut to John playing with his stick. Wait, what? Oh, yeah, no. Incorrect. He, he's doing a little sword stuff. Brent interrupts him. He's practicing. And, yeah, he's fencing. He's got a little, because evidently samurai swords are still a thing. Well, I mean, they will be in uh, for the end of the movie because... Look, they make katas awesome. Foreshadowing. Yeah. So Brent comes, and he's in a full, like, fucking fencing outfit. Mm-hmm. And they have a pretty intense stick fight. Um, Brent all accuses him of being human, which is a weird thing to accuse somebody of. Mm-hmm. Uh, they discuss... Well, human dude. They discuss the, That's dead, how it works. the dead fuzz and who could have killed all those fuzz. And he's like, I don't know. We learned that the father has beefed up the extermination of the resistance. And John's like, apparently, That's great. Apparently, gun rifling isn't a thing. <laughs> Just check. They do check. You'd think that they would have all their guns. Yeah. They do check, though. <laughs> no, they check something else. We'll get back to that. Uh, so, John wins the fight, but with a nut shot. Yeah, it's like what you get, dude. It's like, I got your shoulder, I got your testicles. Mm-hmm. Which, my shoulder. If you're not sure, there's a very much, uh, very similar scene in Tango and Gish. Yeah. It's like I you would... have no chance to hit me with that gun, not that no, gun. Like this oh. gun, he hits him in the balls with it. Well, everybody should watch Tango and, then, and Cash. It's and then great. Brant says, "I hear the second best cop in the city." It's funny. <laughs> the same thing about you. So we cut to the Excuse extermination. Me, sir, we're trying to podcast. Can you get the old man dog out? We cut to the no, extermination so of all cute. the people. Uh, not today after watching this movie. Okay. He's to do whatever he wants. So one tries to sneak up on John, but he catches him before they can kill him. And he's like, all right, hey, dude, fucking leave. And they're like, no, you ain't getting me with that one. He's like, no, for real. Get the fuck out of here. He's going to shoot us in the back. He's like, if I were going to shoot you, I'd shoot you in the face. <laughs> but it's too late because they're not him. He's like, motherfuckers. All right, follow me. <laughs> so then... Um, as they're running, John performs, performs a proper face turn and is now the leading the resistance. Lowers us all. That is until uh, he runs right into Branch, who's waiting for him, and says, yeah. Hey, great, you got them all for me. Way to flush him out. He's like, Shit. shit. He actually says shit. He stops and says he, shit. He knows he's got to come in his ass. You know who likes, likes GoBots? Branch. <laughs> it's true. All right, and he's like, Hey, you should kill him. Use my gun. And he hands him his gun. Fatal flaw. But John just can't bring himself to do it. He turns around and is like, no, you fuckers do it. <laughs> and he walks away before the actual execution occurs, but he can hear it. He tried to save them. Yeah, it didn't work out for him. Shit happens. So John goes to meet with DuPont, who is now a giant floating head, <laughs> who wants to show his faith and with permission to locate the underground once and for all and destroy it. John meets with Partridge's body, because that's still a thing. And he apologizes to it. Just then the coroner or someone walks in and gives John all of his belongings. One that of them is weren't like... weren't contraband. Right, yeah. they weren't contraband, <laughs> except for this big book of pictures. Well, yeah. no, he says this is what he... The contraband will be burned with him. Oh, so these things will be burned with him? And one of the things that's in there is a picture of Mary and him. Partridge. And these pictures look like they're from his lifetime and they're from before the war. Yeah, they must have did this. So I don't, I don't like this happened real fast. No, I, I, kinda, I think it's this is what was going on in the background while this was he was he was a cleric and this. I don't know. I honestly 
I thought the only picture that was Partridge's was the one of him and Mary, and I think these were uh, just photographs. Yeah, photographs of people that he found that he kept because so these like, were people who were living the life unfettered by the, Gest- the Gestapo. So then John goes to Mary and says, look at this photograph. Every time I do it makes me laugh. <laughs> he is so upset that his no. <laughs> buddy had a relationship with this woman. Now, this is because he has feelings for this woman? No, Question I think he has mark? feelings for people in general at this point. He seem no, he's been sniffing her hair ribbon. I think she I think nice. what happened was he um he got feelings and it was in some part because of her and so he's just like attached all of these feelings to, to her, her because she's there and she encouraged him to feel like it's, it's not real. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't like, know it's like, her it's at like all. Dudes that go to but he's so like <laughs> it's like I understand. Yeah, loves me. No, she there's wants tips. It's just this. It's this weird thing though, because he seems so attached to this woman. Which, yes, I can understand. But like this upsets him so much about Partridge's secret life with this woman. Is he jealous? Is he, he just be. a shape? Like no, I think he's just feeling feelings, and this is this is the way that it's going. Yeah, I don't no, think. But this I don't stop this. reading so much into it. I think it. you're thinking. Deeper than this screenwriter. But I, <laughs> I she, wanted she it. Wants, what is his motivation? I mean, I saw, ultra, I saw ultraviolet. This guy is not deep. <laughs> but I wanted more. I wanted to know. I wanted to see what emotions he was. All right. Well, you want too much out of this fucking movie, okay? It, it ain't happening. Be better movie. There, there may not have been a woman's uh, readover of this script. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so he tells her that. Um, Look, I know you had a thing with Partridge. Here's the picture. And he's like, she's like, yeah, you were there when he died. He's like, well, actually, I killed him. <laughs> so she, she, tries to, him. she tries to pin him to death. Yeah. And he defends himself. And he goes, hey, look, I know you guys did the bum chicka wow wow. But, hey, it's all over and I'm sorry. Um, number one, gun caught a priest. Yeah. <laughs> so at his desk, John continues to look at the photo of Mary and Partridge. And the word freedom is written on the back. And anybody who sees the word freedom immediately thinks of Brave George Michael. Oh. <laughs> Sometimes the clothes do not make the man on. And of course, then we see Robert the Bruce. DuPont. We're getting there, folks. All right, so John comes to the brainwashing class. And he asks the teacher about Partridge. And he's, he's like, yeah, I have no idea what you're talking about. So John kicks out all the students. He's like, all right, everybody get the fuck out. And so then what does John do? Well, he throws this motherfucker through a wall. He roughs up the suspect. Oh. Ha-cha-cha-cha-cha. Now, he throws this motherfucker through a wall, and it's like the perfect wall because that's the one wall he needs to go through. He like, knew. this motherfucker, he, just he, he is he's good. amazing. Look, okay, so this guy's teaching a brainwashing class, but he has a secret secret location. Be- does he, like, sneak people out if they're not no, this is the secret taking enter- to the brain? entrance to the underground. Yeah. Yes, but, like, so the brainwashing guy, is he, like, the underground gatekeeper? So the ones that are brainwashing real good, he just ignores. But the ones who can't hack it, is he sne- secretly sneaking them into the underground? Yes. That would be Maybe. a good plot point. So John meets uh, Jorgen. Elaine wrote this movie. So John meets Jorgen, and he's the... He's Apparently the really important, and I feel like they haven't talked about him at all. And I was like, oh, you're Jorgen. Who's Jorgen? Why is Jorgen a thing? Um, He's, like, Edgar Friendly. Yes, I get that, <laughs> but... They don't. There's a name in that barbaric brain of y'all's. I feel like there's no. 
There was a setup this for is very similar to that. Because as soon as you get down to the underground, it looks just... I was expecting there to be a rat burger. Rat burger. <laughs> but there was a setup for Edgar Friendly. There was not really a I know, setup he was for the, the organ. I know, but still. I, I was expecting there to be like someone making rat burgers in, on the side here. And there wasn't. And it was really disappointing. All right. So we see that... Um, you have been fined full credits for the... <laughs> <laughs> violation of their morality. We see lots of people living a, a very little dirty life. So evidently, if you want to be a thinker and a, and a feeler... You're you also a stinker. You gotta be dirty. <laughs> be a thinker, not a stinker. Now, apparently, if you're a thinker, you are a stinker. That's right. Because you're a dirty. Because you so never thought to be sure to that John is on the level, they put John on a polygraph, and we see that uh, John is still carrying the red ribbon that he took from Mary. Um, so John tells Jorgen that she's she's scheduled for destruction. Then this evidently convinces them. Oh, he's okay. So then we cut well, the Jorgen's off. convinces him that he's having feelings because the polygraph needle's going all over the mm-hmm. place. And if he wasn't feeling things, then it would just be a study line. I understand how polygraph works. I know, but... The friends do, too. Maybe they don't. They do. They we don't. have a very intelligent audience. Uh, well, we have the smartest audience in all of podcasts. That's right. Okay. So we cut the Jorgen's office where they discuss feelings and how to use them. Feelings. <laughs> Nothing more than feelings. Nothing more than feelings. That makes me think of uh, the MC Hammer video where he starts singing feelings and the guy's like, Hammer! He hands him a Pepsi and he's like, yeah. And starts rapping again. That's from the Wayback Machine. That's like 1992. Well, he is too legit. He's too legit to quit. I think hey, before hey. that. <laughs> anyway, so John asks what he can do. And he says, That's me. not what you can do for your country. He's like, What your country can do for you. He's like, You can kill the father <laughs> with a lot of bullets, like fucking. <laughs> I mean, glorious bastard style. Yeah. That, the father doesn't grant an audience to anyone. Anyone. Anyone? Mm-hmm. Right, so the man that brings him the resistance. So John is picked up by the not-SS and brought before DuPont. Uh, he accuses him of feeling, and then DuPont feels anger and hits his desk. I know. Because he's like, you're feeling feelings. He's like, no, I'm not. Yeah! Like, wait a minute. Are you the non-feeling people? Where he you did skip. He goes no, to... No, he doesn't do that yet. Yes, he does. No, he doesn't do that yet. Because he cries on the steps, and that's when he gets picked up. After Mary is murdered. No, down here. This is this. That does not happen yet. It happens after this. He does have a lot of conversations with DuPont, because he feels like I'm people confused. aren't being processed accurately, and, and evidence isn't being looked at, and people aren't being interrogated. They're mm-hmm. like, but you're you just, just killing, exterminate them. Who cares? You're just and he's killing like, everything and burning everything. And how it's to, like, where the underground is if we would talk to these people, and they're like, just kill them, just kill them. He's like, this is against our right. law, against so even then, our laws to just fast-track it. And he goes, well, DuPont whatever father says this is. John if he has been in contact with resistance, and he admits that he has. DuPont wants to know why he's only been attempting. In yeah. Why he was only attempting to contact them. He's like, I will love my efforts, sir. So, then, John is then caught as he appears to be taking away his son's medication, and his son, he's at his house. And his son wakes up and is like, hey, what are you doing? He goes, making sure you're taking your dose. I think he was going to take him away. His son's like, son's are you satisfied? And he's like, yes. So the, dad, but he calls him dad. Yeah, I noticed that because earlier he, he called calls him John. John. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so we cut to John, who's interviewing Mary again, who's still very much alive. And so as during this conversation, the alarm goes off. Time to take your medication. Uh-oh. And he doesn't do it. She's like, son of a bitch. And she goes, <gasps> and they have what is called a shared moment. And they reach across. And I'm like, they're watching you, dude. They yeah, reach across. Watching. Well, they she says, what other. are you going to do? And he says, I don't know. Because she knows that he's off his dose and he he's got to make some choices. A lot of minutes ago. 
Well, I was confused about which scene he was talking yes. to DuPont, the Gestapo. short conversations with DuPont. He, he does. I'm like every third, like right now there's like 30 second scene, 30 second scene, 30 second scene. And they're just bop, 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 they're rapid I fire. I mean, obviously we don't learn about this drug. But I feel like if he wants to pass as somebody who is not feeling most of the time, then couldn't he just take it? Half the time, like I take it in the morning before work, but I don't take it again. You know, like I don't know. <laughs> it just seems odd that it seems to be all or nothing. Well, and somebody gets stopped right away. There are times when it would behoove him well, to have it. <laughs> so John meets with Jorgen. I thought and, about that actually, and they talk about the assassination of. Father. And I wondered if. He, he took try it to again if it father. would make him forget that he felt emotions. Then we cut to and that's what he's afraid Mary's of. assassination. Mm-hmm. This is when Mary dies. She puts on the burning gown uh-huh. and takes the burning walk. Uh-huh. And they bring her to the burning fairness. The walk of flame. Uh-huh. Oh! He acts like we're making this episode three hours long, but we haven't even been here for an hour and a half. <laughs> yeah, but you got to sick burn. You, you got to keep her on here. We, but we we're to... talking about stuff. You know, this is the stuff that makes our podcasting interesting. <laughs> if we don't actually talk about no, what stuff. No, keeps our podcast interesting when you talk about a book that's completely unrelated. It <laughs> might be. It's intriguing. <laughs> Me. Ah, but you're the one talking. But people listen to the podcast. Stop looking over there. What are you staring <laughs> at? Get the, clo- get the cloak. Oh, no. <laughs> he shut the door. Well, she's oh. been staring over in the sun. <laughs> the mirror's over here. <laughs> Look. People listen to our podcast because they want to hear our thoughts and opinions. And I have thoughts and opinions. And they want to hear but not it. about the movie. But it is about the movie. It could be. And Carly has thoughts and opinions. And Tony has thoughts and opinions. Even if he doesn't really say them very often. And we always get to hear your <laughs> thoughts and opinions. You can't insult me in the trap with your feet on my leg. Uh, I'm not insulting you. I'm telling you that I you have just, thoughts. You, yeah, you did. So Mary's getting burned. Wow. Yeah, and John's at his desk. And he watches his wife's, wife's execution. This motherfucker was there. You see that she gets taken away to get burned up, and that motherfucker was there. I feel like this is when he realizes how horror, horrified it was that he was there and did nothing when his mm-hmm. wife was executed. Yes. Yeah, but I also noticed that he's day. the only one that looked after her. Yes. And later when they talk about finding someone who could feel and yada yada. I wonder if that was an indication to them that... Maybe he had, was capable. Mm-hmm. Thank everybody. So anyway, he runs. This motherfucker runs to try to, and to I'm stop. Like, They're watching you. They're watching you. <laughs> so You're knocking people over and shit. For some reason, Mary's walking really slow into the furnace. I mean, <laughs> I guess like you, you it's would. There's no rush. <laughs> you would actually try to attack one of them so that they would kill you before you got to the yeah. <laughs> Where's that pen, where's that pen stabbing action now? Yeah. So John does not get to her in time. And he gets there just as they shut the door. Which is like, a shame because she walked so slow and he ran so fast. And, it didn't matter. <laughs> and he's like, I need to talk to her. And they're like, no. There's mm-hmm. a fun T-shaped window, though, where they can lock eyes yeah. and watch oh. her burn it down. So he fucking stares window. at her as the fucking flames come on and they have another shared moment. This is Yeah, horrifying. they can't stop it once it starts. Until he falls to his knees and cries. <laughs> just, Bad timing. He goes outside and cries on the and steps, steps. And I'm like, no, you wouldn't do that. In front that. of a bunch He's of people. He's too smart for that. Go in your car, cry in your car, cry in the back and alley. So just as this guy's having emotions, Go Grant walks up dog. and smiles at him. Yeah. Let me write that again. This motherfucker smiles. He's having he, joy. <laughs> this dude is smug. Mm-hmm. Yes. Smug. Grant he, explains he to he everyone walking around that he's just caught John. 
And these people are like, I don't care. Yeah, because they're not feeling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're nude. John is then brought before DuPont with all of the evidence, including uh, they're going to trace his gun back to the scene where the, all the, the S, not SS were killed. But not no, no. the first one, but the second. Right, the second yeah. one. <laughs> but no, no, nay, nay, John switched the guns. And we find out that it was Brant's gun that killed all of those cops. <gasps> Plot twist. But also, and Brant is taken away for judgment. But so was John's. If you if you were to look at that too, because he shot the or he did it the first time when the dog was in the trunk. Don't worry but, about that. <laughs> we're not looking at that. This is a different. This is a different this, instance. This is the thing, though. If you want to prove that Brant is the one that has all those feelings, him shouting, "Look, I arrested John." That's good proof. No one yeah. else is good proof. As they're taking Brant away, he's yelling, "I don't feel. He feels." Yeah. He's yeah. expressing what's called Whereas anger. If he legitimately didn't feel, he would say... And confusion. He would say, yeah. this does make sense. I will, you know, well, this, I will go along with whatever well, investigation and I'll help you investigate this. The problem is, is if this was written way better, it would be way better. But the <laughs> actors would not enjoy playing this movie, you know, no. because they wouldn't oh be able God. to do anything, you That's know. True. Every line know. would be just flat Jesus and Christ. boring, you know. I think that would be an entertaining movie. No, I, I, I think this is a great concept. They just didn't do it very well. No, because it's know like, what? this guy, every they're bad all having all these better, emotions every scene. They'd be better? They'd be better. Listen, I got sage advice if you just listen. So John uses this whole setup here when to get a meeting good, with Father. And they agree that, um, that even though, you know, he's been cleared of this wrongdoing, he agrees that you should we should search your house. And he's like, absolutely. Go ahead. Why wouldn't you search my house? I because hide. just don't look in the been, dog closet. Let's follow the law. Let's follow the law. And this mm-hmm. dude's like, sometimes we just don't follow the law. And now he's like, is this a time when we shouldn't follow the law? He's like, no, go ahead and follow the law. Yeah. <laughs> so John, so they go and yeah, search John's him. house. And they let John go with him. And this motherfucker races to beat them all there. But as yeah. he shows up, they're like, oh, they're already inside. He's like, oh, great. By the way, I'm going to use the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> no reason. He's like, I gotta take a wicked dose. Yeah. <laughs> and he moves the mirror and if finds. You, if you hear me in there barking, it's just something I do when I pee. <laughs> <laughs> so he finds that the drugs that he hit are gone, and his son is there, and he has the drugs in his hand, and he's like, "Shithead, get rid of that!" Yeah. <laughs> and he goes, "You should hide your shit better, Dad." <laughs> but they have. I learned it from you. <laughs> they have another bonding moment. He's so now, like, John how long was... since mom? Your sister too? Yep. Oh yeah. Neither of his kids are taking the drugs. No, no, they no, haven't drugs. ever. And the kid's just been testing him the whole time to see if he finally got off his medication. Which is why when and, the night he was sitting next well, to his bed, he said, Good night, Dad, because thank God Dad's finally dead. Well, because you don't want to say the wrong thing to the guy that got mom burned. Uh, <laughs> Holy shit. Max. But this I'm is, not testing the waters with this dude. He burned mama. But I did a complete 180 on this kid. I was oh. like, oh, thank God. <laughs> all right, so now John is on the phone with the not SS, and we see that Jorgen and all the others have been picked up. He dimed them out. So right now, so with all of this, he gets his meeting with the father, and he's in full dread. Like he's got he's, the white. He's got on the white, on white, white. I hope he didn't go anywhere but from his room to yeah. this thing, because you I mean assure you. He looks like a white savior? I didn't get that, but I saw the white samurai I did. Sword. Oh, well, I got, I'm like, oh, wow, this is a real white savior trope right here. <laughs> All the bad guys are dressed in black with visors down. That's real... not what white savior <laughs> Anyway, so. The chosen one is you a white, be... handsome white man. <laughs> uh, thanks for appreciating the struggle. I don't know what to say. Uh, so John steps up to a polygraph machine, and we see <laughs> that... Uh, 
they're, they're like, hey, um, you have some tests before you meet the father. And he's like, all right, no problem. And one is a polygraph machine. And just as he's on the polygraph, fucking Brant shows up. You're like, and, son of a bitch. And I was like, really? They're doing the double-double turn? Yeah. God. It would have been better if Brant was dead. And then as soon as I saw him, I was like, oh, I remember the ending. And it all came rushing to me. And I was like, oh, this is where they dropped it. They fumbled a bit. Yeah. I mean, they've been fumbling the whole time, but <laughs> <laughs> I do have a very big problem with the last fight sequence. <laughs> yeah, we'll get there. So father, father comes on screen and explains that he's been trying for years to put someone inside the resistance. First, I had to find a way to do it. They wanted to put an agent there. And then John tells father they, they never met. Magically, DuPont turns into father. Because why he's like, not? Oh, have we not met? And then he's like... Actually, you've, you've had many, many conversations with me. In it's, like, it's like, oh, wow, oh, the, the double switch. That's why so, never would he gets to meet him. Because so he's not a real Dupont person. Don't look at Robert's situation right here. It's <laughs> the Wizard of Oz, right? <laughs> this is the Wizard of Oz. It's almost behind the curtain. So DuPont explains that father died years ago. DuPont was elected by the council to take his place. DuPont tells John that they go, they got him without incident. Mm-hmm. Um, no, not without incident. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And thank God for gun kata, because John is the best and kills all of the guys. Because somehow they didn't who get have his rifles. weapons. Yeah. Well, he they got didn't his... check his fucking sleeves. They didn't check for These his sleeves. These guns though? are gigantic, and they didn't fucking notice. Anyway. So he was like, how much stuff is up their sleeves? Yeah, because he, well, he's got guns, these giant, there's, these are like fucking Desert Eagle sized guns. Hand cannons. He pulls out of his fucking sleeves, and then he, when he's got a moment where he flicks them back and they load the gun for him, I'm like, what is going on with this dude? He's is got this guy's Inspector Gadget or something? Is the helicopter going to come out of his top hat? <laughs> but he's shooting all these guys with rifles who are just standing there. Yeah. Fair. But John makes his way into DuPont's office where he drops the gun because nobody has guns. There's a gaggle of dudes with samurai swords. Sure. Which are, okay. Like, right. These guys when are. When you want to protect the head guy, you only have stabbing weapons. Was, was this the part, there's one scene I really love. But is, this, is this the part where the two guys point shotguns at him and he hits the butts of their shotguns or hits the muzzles of the shotguns and they flip around and he, he catches them, the the points them at both their face and the guy goes, what the fuck? And he <laughs> blows his brains out. The guy guy didn't even believe it. He's like, what the fuck? Mm -hmm. That was awesome. The gentleman with the samurai swords, those are other clerics, right? Yeah, you would think. Are these all the clerics that there are? I don't know. Because, I mean, we are taking out all the law enforcement up in here. (laughs) Because at the end, when the rebels revolt and they come and they're killing all of the not-SS but you don't see any other motherfucking clerics. So are all the clerics just this gaggle of samurai sword dudes that he murders in five seconds? Maybe. Well, it gets even better because now we see Brant sitting there. DuPont looks a little worried, but Brant tells John, mind my uniform. I plan on wearing this for a long time. Because he kills all the samurai sword guys. And then he kills Brant in about half a second. Cuts off his face. And I was mad. Yeah, he does. Because nobody wants to see that? I was mad. Because well, yeah, you were expecting a big that. long sword fight? I like, wanted I was... it to be a more difficult fight. Because as soon as that happens, he ends up having a difficult fight with a dude who would never have been able yeah. to stand up against said, him. So, <laughs> we said that he should have. they should have killed Father and then, then had a big fight down with Brand, Brand. And it would have been a good fight. So when I saw Brand come back, I remembered fight? this. And I was like, oh He's yeah, Robert the, the Bruce. You say that that's, like, that's supposed to be impressive. He's a highlight. Well, no, Robert the Bruce was a lowlander, I think. But 
But that, even this his movie, he's a Scottish warrior. He's a slightly chubby politician yeah. <laughs> who is not standing against but, not Tay John Diggs Preston. Or... But he had to have been a cleric. So he too would know how to fight with well, gunpowder. When was the last time he did all those gunpowders? Yeah. Well, he practices. He's been living the good life yeah, as father for life. So. Look, this dude is not on the drug. He obviously has to keep himself in shape and uses the gunpowder to help suppress his emotions, so that the other clerics don't know that he is not. He's not in as good a shape as John Preston is. Well, nobody <laughs> is. He's the best. What we learn here is that Dupont does not take the drug because uh-huh. what is the he ultimate do? hypocrite? What does he do before he dies? Begs for his life. So he's definitely and he not says, he says, well, I am life. I feel. Mm-hmm. Now you that you that know that, can you take yeah. it away? He tells him, I feel. And he's like, gladly I take it away. Yeah. But he tells him. And did anybody else notice that after all that killing? It's just the littlest spray of He's blood. got like the littlest yeah. That motherfucker be covered red, head yeah. to toe. He looked like fucking Deadpool right now. Was that I, a like PG versus PG-13 situation? No, it's a... Well, maybe. I don't know. But that part of... In the trivia, it said they were running out of money, so they had to change how they did some of the blood effects. So that might have been it. But I will tell you right now. I'm wearing a peach jumpsuit, and I already have two spots on it. <laughs> <laughs> and I've had it on since... 10 a.m. <laughs> all right, so John breaks into the control room and he shoots Six all the hours. monitors, and this evidently control destroys all the brainwashing because you know if you shoot the monitor, the computers are dead. Well, this is where the mm. signal is coming from. It turns it off. Yeah, the monitor. We're not saying that it's gone, but the whole point, and you didn't talk about Actually, this. yes, the monitor, because uh, the computers at my office, the CPU part is in the monitor. It's all one piece. It's in the computer? But the whole so, like the monitors, the front, Zoolander. the CPUs, the back, there is no extra unit. It's all one piece now. That's the miracle of technology. So, yes, that would destroy the signal. However, I will also mention the Not whole plan of the underground was if you can kill the father and cause enough of a distraction, well, let's set we off all these, have bombs. these bombs that are going Why to they do that anyway? destroy <laughs> the prosium or whatever factories yeah. and distribution sites and if we can make it so everybody doesn't get a dose for a couple of days then this whole thing topples because everybody will feel and they won't want to stop have why to, would they do that anyway you don't need to bother dead but they need to take out the leadership so that there's disarray in the council which allows them to like if you just destroyed all the factories the the police go out, everybody gets put on lockdown, then they get their mandatory dose when you let them out of their house. Well, anyway, Korg pops out and says, the revolution has begun. <laughs> they made un- plenty of pamphlets. Yes. Also. Oh, it's, it's a, a movie. movie. <laughs> so, um, at the end, John holds a ribbon and smiles. Yay. <laughs> movie. All right, Elaine, let's start with you. I really needed a scene of him, like, of, like, the rebels Jerking protecting off. his kids. <laughs> Having the real feels. Yeah. All right. So my favorite uh, character is John Preston. My least favorite character is Brant. Um, my favorite scene, I hate to say it, is when he kills the cops to save the dog. <laughs> <laughs> I was so upset, and then he's got the dog in the trunk, and I'm like, I'm gonna find the dog, I can't, and then he kills everybody to save his dog, I'm okay with that. <laughs> um, my favorite tertiary object is um, Beethoven's Ninth Symphony, and my favorite line is um, this exchange between him and Partridge. I'll do it 
I can to see they go easy on you. And Partridge says, we both know they never go easy. And then Preston says, then I'm sorry. And Partridge goes, no, you're not. You don't even know what the meaning. It's just a vestigial word for a feeling you've never felt. Which I like that because most people who say, I'm sorry, don't mean it. It's meaningless now, let alone we don't have feelings at all. Um, oh, God. Sorry. Can I yay this? Can I? Oh, I don't want to nay this. That's why there's a maybe. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> you don't want to just one in the middle. But it was good. But I don't want to yay it because they murdered a bunch of dogs. With off screen. But it was good. It was you very. It. No dogs were harmed during the filming of this movie. Feel better now? It was really horrifying. I'm going to give it a yay. <laughs> um, it's very upsetting and horrifying, and it really builds and builds, and you get really invested. And we all know how I get emotionally attached to things. <laughs> so I was really upset, but it's a good movie. Charlie? I'm glad I finally watched it. All right, my favorite character, also John Preston, but with a nod to his son, because he really turned my opinion around on that. Yeah, he did. Uh, my least favorite character was DuPont, but I'm from the beginning, something about that guy just... Well, you knew he was evil. Wrong you way. knew yeah. he was evil. The head of the big organizations is never a good person yeah. in these dystopian like, films. Like, I didn't know that he was going to end up being a big old hypocrite and he was the father. I didn't, I didn't suspect anything. Except for the one in anything, the Matrix. <laughs> he was a decent dude. The architect? No, no, the guy that ran the city, the human city, the old guy that has... Oh, yeah, yeah. He was actually a good guy. I was yeah. waiting for him to be a bad guy because they're always bad guys. But he was good. He was just a regular He was dude. just like, I don't know. I like machines. I just, I don't know. Even if he hadn't like, been the father, he still might have been like my least favorite character. I just did not like that dude. My favorite line was, you've given me yourself calmly, coolly, entirely without incident. And he says, not without incident. And then he... And then the crazy. polygraph guy goes, oh, fuck. Yeah, that was good. Because <laughs> he goes, Doo. it just goes fucking straight. And you're like, oh, fuck. And that was also my favorite scene, specifically starting there and going until he gets to the office and just has Brant and DuPont left because then I got pissed off. <laughs> fair. Fair enough. Um, and my favorite tertiary object was the in-sleeve gun reloaders. I just thought that was cool. A nice little yeah. touch. And when he threw the um, magazines. magazines down the hallway and I was like, are those grenades? Smoke bombs? What that are they? Cool. And then they were just magazines? <laughs> That was pretty cool. I will yay this movie, even if I didn't like it in honor of Farmer. I will yay this movie. <laughs> but I did enjoy okay. it enough. A couple okay, times I was it. like, what? And there's a lot of questions, and, and it definitely could have been better. But it's an enjoyable movie. <laughs> All right. Um, my favorite character is Preston. Uh-huh. Least favorite character is DuPont. Uh-huh. No, no big shakeups there. Uh, let's see. My favorite line is Brant, when Brant walks in and sees... Preston training, and he goes, you're always always practicing, cleric. Maybe that's why you're the best. And he says, or maybe I'm just better. My favorite scene is the first time we see, not not the one in the dark, but the second time we see Preston do the gun kata, and he just fucking handles everybody. That's pretty cool. And my favorite tertiary object is the cleric suit. I liked because it reminded me, not the, not the white one at the end, although that one's cool. The black one that he wears, it reminded me of... Um, the Matrix. Jet Lee in uh, Lethal Weapon 3. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know they, they the makers of this movie liked The Matrix. <laughs> yeah. And I wanted to ask you, and I meant to, meant to do while we were, record, while we were doing it, but um, what did you think of the watch? 
double watch because I know you're a watch aficionado. Um, with the dual time? Yeah. I was like, oh, that's yeah, interesting. Cool. Was the design cool or was it shit? Uh, the design was kind of bulky because mm. you can do, they have, they've had dual time watches. They're both in the same face. <laughs> yeah, they, they've had dual time watches forever. There's, yeah. just, there's just an extra um, hand. So not not super fan. I mean, not really. Yeah. I mean, it's like, oh, that's cool. I'm not buying that. Yeah. <laughs> and the trivia said it was specifically made for this movie and it had no logo or affiliation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they probably would have done um, better perfect. if they would have swapped the, like a No, but they Casio. did, they did that on, to put they did that on purpose, though, to make it as uniform and as boring as possible. Uh, I'll, uh, yeah, the movie. It's all right. My favorite. Yeah. I mean, it's for your birthday. You did Will it. send you his opinions and thoughts? No. No. <laughs> He's getting uh, all right, well, we tried. food delivered or something. <laughs> Will, you let me down, bro. Come on, man. All right, so my favorite character, John. Because he's got a hell of a name. Mm-hmm. My least favorite character was Brand. Not Brandy? Not Brandy. Brand. She's great. No. It was Brand. The boy's mine. The, the whole time he's supposed to be emotionless and he's nothing but emotion. Yeah, no, he's like the Joker. I'm, go- I'm going to make my career with you. I'm, I'm going to just. He is so emotional. Yeah. The, every scene he's nothing but emotion. I'm like, mm-hmm. shoot this motherfucker. He might need a higher dosage. Yeah. Up, up the. My favorite scene is the gun kata spree where he's killing everybody. Yeah. Mm hmm. My favorite object is the white samurai sword. Mm-hmm. It's cool. Because it's badass. I'll even go with the whole outfit. Yeah. The whole thing. And my favorite with line the, is... With the little scarf or whatever it was. In the trivia, it's it sash. says... Sash. That, so the, the sword is attached to him by that sash. And they kept trying to make it like a breakaway when he gives the... Like it's supposed to break away when he gives the sword to them. But they couldn't do it and have it look nice. So it wasn't like attached at all. And he just had to hold the sword oh, there. Because okay. it did it. just come right off like yeah. it wasn't attached. Because they couldn't make a breakaway thing that looked nice. And my favorite line is, I'm not feeling. He's the one who's feeling. Because I thought that was really funny. Like he said that <laughs> and I started laughing. Like, are you though? <laughs> I think you both are. Everybody's feeling. <laughs> and I will yay this movie. I can't say that I would have ever picked this movie, but for Farmer, absolutely. And it's a yay. I enjoy it. It's a good movie. It could have been better. It's definitely a good concept. Yeah, like... Man, they should remake When they pitched this movie, I could see where the whole world was like, yes! Yes. Mm -hmm. And then... They can't make it now, though. Then they got it, and they're like, this will make five million bucks out there. Where did 20 million go? I feel like they... watch? <laughs> well, I mean, it was kind of short too. It was only what an hour forty-seven. Hour forty-seven. I could have. T- I could have had another fifteen minutes of this. Thirteen at best. Carly. All right. <laughs> please find us on Facebook.com/slash The Underappreciated Movie Podcast. Can't go over two hours. Or email on moviepodcast at gmail.com and listen to Wars. old episodes. We mentioned quite a few here today at this during this episode. <laughs> Yeah, you could list, go listen to... Uh, Ellie Davis and the Marble Man. No, I was going to say Scream, or The Crow, or The Faculty, or Mindhunters. All good episodes. Uh, next week, on the podcast, is Tony's birthday pick. Woo! Thanks, Flash Valkyrie. So, for my birthday, I picked 2009's Inglorious Bastards. Nine, 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 nine. Yes. Actually, what you're saying is yes, yes, yes. What, how you feel. I don't know how you say that. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we'll see. I mean, we'll see. No. Quentin Tarantino. I've heard good things. Yeah. We'll see. Right. He's done a couple things. He's done a couple things. It's not the hateful eight. We won't worry about that. 